Hello and welcome to Elite Week, episode 43, recorded Saturday, October 23rd, 2020. This is a special Elite Week. It's a Super Friendos episode. That's right. Down to Earth Astronomy, Plater, Watherspoon, and I got together today to have a little chat about Dev Diary 2 and all of the information surrounding it. So I hope you find this interesting. The opening song was Revolutions by Savick. And the closing song will be Fresh Air by Ziggy Beats. They're in the show notes, so check them out. Let's get to it. We should say just for the for the uh, for the benefit of everybody's audiences that uh, Commander Burr and Rini are unable to attend. They are uh, in the middle of a, a event for their community, and yes. um, and uh, Commander Alec Turner was unable to attend. He is uh in the middle of a bunch of stuff and uh yeah so just as but very much invited oh yeah i think that's that's absolutely part. honestly i'm glad but i couldn't make it it'd be nice <laughs> to have a week off from here giving me abuse on live stream so i think it was really wonderful uh, I'm reading a note here. I just got a private message from Commander Burr. He said, Plater, you're not good looking or clever. I just wanted to make sure that everybody knows that. So Burr is a liar as well as coming up with crap insults. Okay, right. That's totally <laughs> fine. Okay, let's um I uh, should we should we dive into it, do a quick uh, quick round of uh, of introductions. Um do you guys want to introduce yourself? Kai? Sure. Hi, I'm Kai Zen from Elite Week. I drink a lot and play spaceship games. Next. Nice. <laughs> um, I'm Commander Plater. Uh, you might know me from YouTube, from Twitch. Uh, I like Elite Dangerous and other space games and very opinionated despite the fact I shouldn't be. Okay, I'm Commander <laughs> Wotherspoon and I do Galnet News Digest on both Lave Radio and Hutton Orbital Radio and on a YouTube channel. And I very occasionally play Elite as well. <laughs> actually have time to go in game from time to time <laughs> yeah and i'm ashford from down to earth astronomy from both youtube and twitch okay let's dive into it we're going to be talking about the second dev diary i assume most people here will have seen it by now and if you guys are like me you've seen it multiple times um i just want to do a quick rundown of the topic we're going to go over today so people know what they can expect we're going to be start starting by talking about the new social hubs uh station interiors and then we're going to talk about social hubs versus the new settlements, which seems to be two very, very distinctly different areas. Talk about the new spacesuits, and then there's some other bits and pieces towards the end, uh, smaller topics that I think we should uh, dive into there. Um, and yeah, that's so that's going to be hopefully the next couple of hours. Um, and again, you guys, you're more than welcome to just um, like break in whenever you have something and maybe we can pull in some uh, some questions from chat as uh, as we go along but let's start with the with the social hubs we know right now that there's going to be three different types of social hubs there's going to be the planet ports the space ports and the outposts space ports being the larger space stations outposts being the smaller ones planet ports being everything planet side it seems i don't know about you guys I was a little surprised. I thought there would be more different variants than what it seems we're getting. Um... I don't know about that, because we're pretty much, when you think about it, that's the, if you're talking about the, like, the main heading for the different types of stations that we get, is we get the um, spaceports, outputs, output, um, outposts, and planet ports. But then 
obviously within them you're going to have your Coriolis, your Orbis, your Acelus, um, and all those types. And I don't know whether, I mean, we've only seen a brief bit of one that's located in a an asteroid station, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, hoping, that they will vary depending on the faction ownership and industry type in them. I'm really hoping yep. for that. I might yeah, but they, they said this at least if, if we've got to take the the polygon articles for for uh if you're going to believe what they said the <laughs> polygon article and i know some people will dispute that and say you shouldn't believe it but at least in that there was stated that there was going to be three different types and the only thing variant might be like color themes or like uh, icons of the banner based on the faction that owns them I strongly recommend that you should believe what is listed in this Polygon article. It seems, number one, it seems way better sourced than some of the previous stuff that we've mm-hmm. seen. Uh, it seems more accurate, and it jives with key pieces of information that we've gotten directly from Frontier. On the live yes. stream on Thursday, Art, the wording that he said when asked about the stations is, absolutely, we're going to have stations, we're going to have these various stations, so you've got the... the uh, outposts which are the shoebox type stations for people just that for for people that are like you know that's how we call them the little stations the ones that you can't take the large ship to you've got the starports which are the big stations that we're used to and you've got the planetary ports which are whenever you go to a place now that you go and you land your ship it's those types and mm. he said and they will be differentiated by he said there's going to be some sort of efficiency they're going to be similar you'll kind of know what's what but they'll be differentiated by all of their um uh what do you call it um like Interior. the banners and the and the clothing of the people and whatever so that strongly jives with what the polygon article said yeah i think at least that part of it i think is is, is pretty solid that's my take on it at least um no, I, I just thought that, I mean, it makes sense that you have these, like, let's take the Coriolis type station, and it's it's a proven design, and it's been replicated a million times across the galaxy. It's everywhere. So it would make sense those areas were very similar. And yes, some people might like to have different plants in different locations, but you would expect the general loadout of them to be very, very similar. Mm-hmm. But I was actually, I was half expecting that maybe some of the larger stations, like the, the oldest type station, or would they maybe look differently? I don't know. Yeah, I, I suppose the docking area in all of the large starports is pretty much the same, isn't it? And, yeah, okay, and that's a fair point. Yeah, okay. And the bit we're going to be walking around in will be that docking area, and probably a fairly small part of that docking area by the, by the sound of it. Yes. So, at some point in the future, I want to walk around one of those habitation rings, the Stanford mm-hmm. rings, but uh, it might not be quite yet. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's coming down the line. The Polygon article did have a tantalizing little extra bit. It said uh, it talked about um, that there will be traveling in elevators, which they did yes. show from the concept art. Uh, they yes. showed behind uh, 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 the... Ash, not Ash, uh, Astra, uh, the taxi service place. Yeah, uh, Apex. Apex. Uh, yes. Yeah, they said that they will be traveling around in um, uh, elevators. Based on the way the concourse is laid out, I strongly suspect that the elevators from the hangar area are going to mm. put you out 
right at the bottom of that concourse yeah. downstairs, and then from there you can choose to go up whichever I, stairway you want. I so don't think, think I don't think we'll have the 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 kind of um, city transport that you have in Star Citizen. I think no. you'll get into an elevator and you will pop up in this in this sort of public area. I, I noticed I noticed uh, I, again in the Apex Interstellar Counter with the "Come Fly with Me." Um, sort of banner and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. The overhead signage says, uh, turn left levels one to four for um, for Apex Interstellar, and levels five to eight turn right for Frontline. So so, so there's definitely somewhere where you go. And then, then, then the next piece of art they showed was two elevators, one with the door open, one with the door closed, and again, telling you which levels to go to to find these facilities. Yeah. So... You guys are thinking that we're gonna. So let's let's just take it from. I'm now arriving at a station. I'm flying through the uh, the hangar and I land on my landing pad. So you think we're gonna gonna go out of the ship and basically land land in? Um, I walk out in the in the hangar and walk around outside. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Art said so in as many words on the Thursday stream. He said, "You will seamlessly." be able to whatever leave and enter your ship and walk around your ship in the hangar presumably not the interiors though because we've already no he said not the yeah. interior so 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 i guess you come down your ladder into the hangar and the hangar is, is the last shot in the um in yes. the dev diary um video um yes it shows a cobra in a hangar it's a bigger hangar it's a more spacious hangar it's got better lighting and mm -hmm. it's got it's got the um the, the the steps sort of um out at the bottom so i guess you walk down those you can walk around the hangar walk around your ship and then you get into a lift when you want to go to the to the the social area that's my guess that's actually well i just uh, yeah. just being able to walk around our ships in the hangar would be pretty cool i think well no that's not that's not a maybe thought that is was specifically said by art in the stream okay so well, then I see Plater's light keep lighting up, and I want to say something, but I want to let him say something. Um, my light's possibly lighting up because uh, my mic's super sensitive, and my host is kind of squeaky. Ah. I will say, I will say um, what we do have to remember, and this is so important, um, and this is something we typically get roasted for in my comment section when people come back and they watch these, is that everything that we have seen is pre-alpha, subject to change, and is rendered in engine but is not specifically stated as being gameplay and that's very very important it's not it's in engine footage as opposed to gameplay footage um so i think what we've seen the hangar for the cobra is that is a um a case of being yeah cool it is a hangar but is a render of one of what it will look like as opposed to what it will look like when we actually play i think it's very important i strongly disagree with that statement uh, i mean i agree you're right 100 percent about the be aware yada 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 but the, the conclusion for. the conclusion that you draw i think is dead wrong and here's why on the thursday stream which bit you can't say my conclusion when my conclusion is I'm, is I'm that it's pre-rendered not gameplay i'm no so no are you saying that's wrong no i'm what i'm saying is that you're saying like hey this is just here as a thing to see it that's lovely i'm saying on thursday stream at the 54 minute 50 second mark art said you can walk around your ship in the hangar and it's seamless that you can walk inside and outside of your ship just like going in and out of buildings no no loading screen 
So that to me is a crystal clear indication that we will, in fact, the way I, this is my suspicion. And this is, this is, you know, whatever. I think you fly in, you land at your landing pad. The whole pad elevates down a level and the little thing closes above you, right? I think at that point, and, and this part I have no evidence for, this is just my gut. I think at that point, you will physically get out of your seat and walk in your ship, just the cockpit, not the rest of the ship, just the cockpit, because they have those rendered already. And you will, because they're, they're fully every ship is fully the cockpit part is fully already done so you're I saying think, you could go through the door and then you yeah. find yourself at the top of the steps i think when you open that door that door isn't going to be like into a hallway it's going to be into an elevator you open that door into the elevator it lowers you 10 feet and then it puts you that when when the door opens up again you're standing right at the top of the steps and you walk down don't you think it's going to be a little bit too many elevators, so I go out of my seat, I go to an elevator that takes me to a hangar, then I go to another elevator that takes me to the concourse. I, I don't know, I, you might be right, you might very well be right, but... I, I just think, so, so, based, so, I can't say, you know, that part is my hunch, but mm. what, what we know, because it was specifically said, unless art is mistaken or lying, and I don't believe either of those to be true, we will walk down the, the the steps of our ship onto the, the that hangar area that they showed and we will be walking around it and then from there we'll get into an elevator or a tram or a something there'll be some kind of a thing some mechanic mechanism that then spits you out into the bottom of that concourse that they showed us from the dev diary too yeah that's cool okay. but i didn't say we wouldn't so that's the thing. I didn't say that we wouldn't get that. I okay. just said that we have to remember that what we have seen so far is all pre-rendered stuff and not actually gameplay. So it may not be representative of what we actually experience. And it's very important for hype control. It's okay. an ambition. I, I'm just saying that we will experience the walking around the show. Oh no! Well, I think I I I I believe that because it's been said in places. Like I'm, I'm with that. Okay. We def I mean, it has been said that we will be walking around them, and yes. They do look different because we have gaps at the back so what we have seen definitely looks different from what we have and it's unusual for frontier to show us something that's um in engine that can't be experienced in some way by players so um in engine stuff they're normally very good about because why they put the work into making it and they'll not be able to do it that kind of thing agree hmm. Oh, bigger ship. So, let's, um, if you guys, unless you have more with the getting in and the getting out of, uh, of stations, um, I guess for me it really depends on how, how long those elevator rides is going to be, because we all know in games, elevators are essentially going to act as loading screens, because you're in a small confined area that takes up no memory at all, it's a game time to load the next area while you're in the elevator. Yeah, and yes, it's going to feel seamless. So I guess maybe the elevator ride is going to depend on your rig. <laughs> faster machines speeds, faster elevators. I don't know. <laughs> I can I see know. that happening. <laughs> a bit, little bit like, um, I, I, like when you jump to a new system. I, I mm. think, I think it also could be that it, whether your system loads the next thing in 
0.5 seconds or you know 3.1 seconds they make a 3.5 second elevator ride so everybody gets the same experience and they hide the fact that that's a load yeah or if there are already too many people in the social hub perhaps your elevator breaks down for a bit (laughs) (laughs) maintenance no okay to to british credit they so far they have been very very good at hiding loading scenes in elite yes yeah hyperspace yes i think once you once you know where they are so yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when you, when you spend hours, you know where they are. You know, like when you drop out of um, out of glide, you know that the ship kind of hangs there for a few seconds. Yes, that's the loading mm-hmm. screen. You, you know where they are, but they're very well hidden. Yeah, you've got hyperspace glide, and you've got your uh, ship on the elevator going down into the station. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, now of course these uh, social hops, and I think it's important to note that it seems these the whole station interior seems to be what frontier is referring to as the social hub that's the whole area as the far as i understand they said it very they said it very very plainly they said the the, the new three social hubs are planet ports star ports and outpost and in addition to that there will be settlements so that isn't apparently considered one of their quote unquote social hubs but is a newer sort of bigger, more dynamic thing than those social hubs. And it is important to note that uh, from the Polygon article, uh, Gareth Hughes said, you're talking about like like all of the outposts, all of the shoebox are now that, all of the Coriolis and whatever are now that, all of the land bases. So you're talking about about essentially, you know, 50,000 of them in, in the galaxy of the quote unquote player social hubs which are the three that we already have in game in addition to that they're adding over a thousand settlements to the game and those will be those will be dotted among the tenuous atmosphere planets and the existing horizon landable planets yeah we're talking many thousands yes well they they just said over a thousand in the article but I, i i could believe many thousands yeah and we're gonna be all pretty sure that they're, they're gonna hide stuff at those settlements. There's gonna be settlements where you're gonna go in and find. Hold on. I would be surprised if they didn't at least. There, I there'll be that. definitely a few that are properly handpicked and um, and designed, like fully fully designed from the from the what? ground up. I imagine there'll be some that'll be templates, because um, there'll be things to steal, and they're gonna have to place where they are and people yes. to kill. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the services that's going to be available at these social hubs. What we know so far um, is the Pioneer Supply, the Inter Astra, the Frontline Support, the Apex Interstellar Transport, the Vista Genomics, the Black Market, and a bar. Now, if we go over them, I don't think that most of them is, is pretty uh, is, is pretty straightforward. Um, like the Pioneer Supply as a store, you buy stuff and things. Um, like I assume that's where you get most of the upgrades for your ship or ship your uh, <laughs> your um, your suit and whatever other cosmetics you can maybe or not maybe maybe even cosmetics there as well I don't know but I think the most interesting one at least the one I think most interesting is the Apex Interstellar Transport the new taxi service for mm. unfit players. How do you how do you see the mechanics around these working? I mean, we know there's going to be. We know it's not going to be instant. 
no, no, they said it won't be instant. Um, annoyingly, in DevDari 2, um, the bit that they play about this is clearly the second half of a sentence, and it says something like, and for these players, it will offer an ability to um, to, to to travel between between sort of uh, different different social hubs and different different stations, and 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 those players, I assume, are the ones who don't have ships, um, but it didn't explicitly say that. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it sounds like it's it's going to be sort of given routes. They they did say it was specifically um, within jump range. Um, one of the graphics they had showed a particular route uh, on on the uh, overhead display, which mm. included places like Sol and Sirius. It literally had Sol to Lave, Lave to Akinar, Akinar to Sirius. That's the fellow. Yeah. Um, so so there may be routes which you can follow. There may be specific um, specific sort of um, things you can. What, what I'm not sure is whether or not you can hire a ship. Because, yeah, exactly. Because they, they they had a Viper advert, and I don't think of Viper as a taxi. I think it more as a kind of self-drive. So you might be able to self-drive and land yourself somewhere else. Was that a Viper advert at Apex, or was that a yes, Viper advert within the station? No, it was, it was at Apex, and it mm -hmm. literally at the at the Apex Interstellar, it literally said there were a couple of signs. The first one said "Visit Diso," like a like a vacation spot. The next one said "Apex Interstellar." The next one said "Fly with Viper," and the next one had the 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 route of Soul Lave, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hmm. So you're oh, thinking it's more, more like a I don't think it's going to be like ship rental where you just rent a ship no. to fly yourself. I'm pretty sure it's going to be. No, they specifically said this is where you will not fly because they said that you will be actually sitting like in the multi-crew seat and watching yeah. the, the flight as it goes by. It will happen in some sort of a real time, but they were very careful. Frontier was very, very careful to say that we're not, like going to comment yet on exactly how the mechanics of that work. I think they're still tweaking that behind the scenes and trying to find this sweet spot be between. They don't want it to be instance because then it feels weird and immersion breaking. They don't yeah. want it to be super long because then it's tedious and, and frustrating. They want to find that sweet spot in the middle. Yeah. And and, and I think also of, of, of particular interest to Apex Interstellar, are two key things that were mentioned. The first, well, first behind the lady, the ticket taker lady at, at the Apex Interstellar counter is another poster which shows a Viper flying in atmosphere. It's already on approach, it's low, it's close to the planet. And then there are three key points in the vista, in the, in the, in the background that are listed and each of them like it's three little settlements and they each have like a circle with a line coming up and then like a code like a landing code so like like you know indicating that it's not just going to be you're taking a ship to to you know from soul to life it could also be you're taking a ship from you know akinar 3 to 18 other locations on akinar 3 or, or like some something more uh closer to home type situation Mm -hmm. um, they did say specifically, um, uh, um, Art said, when you pick up a mission, uh, and I think also Pierce said it, uh, when you, when you pick up a mission to go, you know, scavenge a wreck, 
you may fly your ship there or you could take the apex interstellar there which indicates to me that it's not just like you go to the ticket counter and it's like do you want to fly to paris london or rome it's you could paris london or rome or also this kind of custom bespoke spot that's just fucking 40, so, excuse yeah, me, 42 so miles that way so it's gonna be more like going out and and like getting a taxi than an it uber. is yeah basically it's, it's it's more like an uber than it's like route like plane flight where you have like airport here airport here we fly from one airport mm -hmm. to the other and that's up to you to get the rest of the way so yeah, actually like, more so. space uber that would actually make sense and that also kind of talks into the whole thing that you're going to be able to play the game completely on foot mm -hmm. with without owning a spaceship ever you could and, you could play without ever setting foot inside your own spaceship just and it it brings to mind the fact that it's very much going to have to be like uber because let's say i am commander newbie x and i get my very first mission to go scavenge a wreck that's a planet over in the middle of nowhere right and i say well i don't want to learn how to fly a ship just yet i'm having fun with the scavenging i'll play with ships tomorrow today i just want to scavenge so i hire an uber to fly me to the ship right at that point, I better be able to whip out my phone and call an Uber to get back, or I'm kind of screwed. Long walk. That's that's an interesting point because there's been no mention of that whatsoever. I think we've had a lot of a you can get you can go to you can go to Apex in the station and then you can get get your transport from there, but there's been no. They will take you there and back, or anything like that. Come back I, for me in two hours. I think it, it would have to be by definition sort of just logically it has to be one of two options either a you book a round trip and the guy will wait for you there like landed for an hour or tell you come back or b you have the ability to whip out your iphone and call up your apex and say and then you get your little uber marker saying it'll be there in three and a half minutes yes exactly <laughs> the, funny. the only thing i'll say is that it's if it's pre-booked i was like Uber is kind of on demand versus pre-booked, so I feel like it, it's it's got to me anyway. It's got more of this feeling of it's like um, a National Express or Megabus here in Fair. the UK. You know, you've, it's that kind of thing. But that's we don't know until we we get our sure. hands on it. And I'm 100% going to abuse it in any way I can. Mm -hmm. um, and I also I've just all decided that I'm going to reset one of my accounts that I have, and I'm doing a purely only on foot yeah. gameplay. Because that way you're going to be able to get the benefit of all the new gameplay without thinking of the, well, why am I doing this? I'm only getting 50,000 credits for it when I can go and make that just by jumping through a system by accident. You know, I, it's that kind of... I would, I would encourage you to keep your mind open to the possibility that... So in normal games, in, in MMOs, whenever you release the new expansion, like the new missions, the new content always seems to pay better than the previous stuff. I don't know how they're going to do it because it's such a bringing it down in scope to like from a massive scale to a much smaller scale. But somehow, and and well, we have the answer to this from Frontier. It's not going to be that you're doing the job for 50,000 credits. They've said specifically there's going to be new sort of forms of, of uh, uh, what do you call it? Not resources. Yeah, it's sort of money equivalent. So whether I don't know whether that's just going to be that they pay you entirely in engineering materials for your footy stuff, or whether they pay you in planet dollars, but there's going to be some new form of currencies 
that are tracked. So I don't think you're going to feel bad about, oh, I'm doing this mission for a much reduced rate. I think you're going to be doing it for a sort of exclusive rate that it's like, oh, yes, I need these things. I have billions of credits. Who cares about that? But I need 43 bobbles and 82 Quiznarts and whatever. No, I'm thinking, do you guys, so so if we go with, we assume it's going to be like Uber, do you think we can take other people with us? So basically they would say, I'm going to go on that ship and you're going to allow people on board. They're going to sit in your multi-crew seat and you can then drop them off at another location. Who knows? Well, if it's pre-booked transport, is it the case of you're going to get sat next to the nutter on the bus? Because right, there's always there's always a nutter on the bus. Later, I'm thinking, I know. Later, if you can't spot them, it's you. I know of right. somebody who wants to ride with you, Plater. All right, no, no. We don't talk about that. Okay. Right now, we have we have the <laughs> we have the fuel rats, we have the hull seals, and who knows? We're not a Maybe we gotta have like space Uber, where people gotta go and pick you up when people crash their ship somewhere and they can't get out. Like, okay, pick you up, fly you somewhere. That that would be uh, uh, that would be very very cool. But I think we're gonna see this as a role fulfilled by NPCs. I would love to see that Astro, but I think that that is a little uh maybe a little of a stretch on scope but we'll i mean i would I, I would love that i would also love though on a very similar line i would also love for you to be able to put out a contract to have somebody fly stuff out to your fleet carrier somewhere but you know we yeah. haven't seen that in game as of yet but okay. I, I just i i didn't want to derail the conversation but i just i, I wanted to point out that there are going to be not just big planet ports, but you can choose custom locations for for, for your Apex Interstellar drop-off location. And then, then there's the, the last thing as it pertains to Apex Interstellar that I don't know if you guys caught or if you thought it was as interesting as I did, but when they first mentioned it, when he first mentions Apex Interstellar in uh, uh, the dev diary itself, uh, Pierce says, and one of our new features and our new characters are Apex Interstellar. And to me, I'm like, why the hell is he talking about a new character? So, like, I think it's it would be super weird if a, every Apex Interstellar everywhere, if it's the same, you know, Judy behind the counter, that seems... <laughs> That seems super, super weird that it's like, yeah, how, how come Professor... Uh, what was the guy from, from Pokemon? Professor... Uh, whatever uh it's like uh, why is he in every last station everywhere in the galaxy i think he's excitedly talking about and they sort of cut around there i think there's going to be a new uh, there's a lot of there seems to be a lot of new shakeup and stuff on the power play and and engineer side here now with this this late latest thing in the galnet and and cg sort of world I think we're going to see new engineers and I think we're going to see new power play uh, representatives, whether they're soaking up ex existing spots now that are going to be removed as part of this narrative that's going on right now, or whether they're going to be taking up entirely new spots. I think you're going to see a new power play person that is tied to that Apex Interstellar, how Leon Ree is tied to Sirius Corp. I think you're going to see a new power play person who is tied to that place. And their benefit is going to be uh, very, very big for the on foot players, which is, oh, yeah, you can get a discount of like 30 percent on all your taxi rides or something. Well, you definitely require engineering, don't you? Because uh, they said as much. Uh, high level upgrades to your suits will require engineering. 
Um, and that's going to be something that's very specific to Odyssey. Well, just to be clear, they I, I agree with you 100%, Wotherspoon, but they didn't say the words engineering. They said uh, increasing they didn't say the words or power by either. No, they didn't. You're right. I, didn't. I said that it was so, a... I said that it was a a, uh, a speculation on my part, but I honestly think that what we're talking about is it's going to be something like your this is the person you talk to to book your ride, and that's the, that's simply a new character. I think that's what we're getting, or if it is the same person in every single location, it's like Johnny Cab from um, from Total Recall, that kind of thing, where it's the same same person that you speak to to book your transport and you're off and you're gone. I, I honestly that's think that's all it'll be. Um, because we have to be realistic about the amount of work that that would involve to have new um new characters for everything in absolutely every way and also at the same time there has to be they're not taking away any of the existing in cockpit gameplay so it would be odd for them to change that and power play at the moment is all space-based and they've made no mention of it being changed whatsoever in Odyssey in any way, shape, or form. So oh, I know that they have to automatically generate NPC characters based Correct. on characters like who mm. uh, faction and system state or whatever. Oh, maybe I don't know stuff like that. So I wouldn't. I mean that if they can automatically generate them, then it feels odd why they would then put the exact same character model at all the Apex yes. Interstellars. If oh, you well, it would just be a reskin, but the same thing. You know, well, it'd be, it'd be yeah, the same thing. A different, yeah, okay. different character. But I, if if they were to have the same ticket taker at every apex, the same bar girl at every uh, bar that bartender, whatever. If they had the same checkout clerk at every frontier uh, store, I think that would be a miss. That would feel. I weird. think. I think they mean that as this this is a character in the sense that it's a character that, that may have different skins on it but it's, it's performing a particular function it's a character type if you like yeah, yeah. but the guards in skyrim are all the same character yeah yeah but they look slightly different same thing maybe yeah. we'll see okay so there's one thing that i found a little i don't know if it's odd but curious is when when you look at the list they provided a full list of the polygon article about different services that will be available and they listed everything like the the one the one we just went through but mm. the pilot lounge the bar was not mentioned there as a service and that made me think is this just going to be like a place this is what is like nothing to do other than it's a bar because the station needs to have a bar i do you think it's just where do you think the black market will be? I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought people discussed that, saying, "Yeah, for sure, that's going to be a counter where just this black market in, in big letters." No. Pop in I, I think, I think your bar is a place where I, I don't think you're going to be able to quote unquote purchase drinks. I think it's not a store that you purchase anything of. I think it's a setting, and I think it will be a setting in which you will have various contacts that you will make uh you know contact with for things i think there will be some cd mission givers i think there will be a black market i think there will be a uh maybe perhaps there's a uh in that place somewhere there's a what do you call it interstellar factor maybe where like you can you know uh go and see somebody and uh, oh hello uh, i gotta settle up my fines or whatever and i i think that so yeah, I think there's a bunch of 
what, what I think there will be is a bunch of contacts in that location. What I want, what I would love, and this is a stretch, and this is 100% just, this isn't even so much what I suspect is what I, a wish list. I would love to be able to sit down and play poker. Like, you could literally play <laughs> poker with another player there. There's other games that do that. You got in Final Fantasy 14, you go into the area and you sit down and you play what they call triple triad, and you can play against other players. It would be cool. Right. Right. I, I, hmm. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but what I think it actually is, is a place where you, there will be a, around the bar, there'll be five or six people. And like this one is your black market guy contact. This one might be an engineer. This one might be a, you know, uh, like I said, other various contacts of kinds. That sounds highly plausible. Um, yeah, it could the be house that we know we will be going to mission givers, not just mission boards. So well, it is possible that we would get tip off missions from people in a bar. Um, I, can, I think it's it's most likely where you talk to people. You're not going to get a tip off mission from someone you just walk past and they go, "Hey, by the way, on the way past, you know, it's going to be like there has to be a uh, the correct the drug, setting." The drug guy at the bar spoke a little bit uh, about something you shouldn't, and then sort of all of a sudden you're like, mm, "Okay." Yeah. I, I 100% agree that I think there will be some shady mission givers here and there that are sort of more like possible like RNG chance that they uh, uh, sort of create something there. The main mission givers, your like seven faction mission givers for the station, I think they showed those on the part of the dev diary where they showed the mission board itself. You saw several people that were just sort of standing with their back to a wall in a weird spot. The one guy in the far background in the full black suit, he might as well have had an exclamation point over his forehead. He was straight up, he screamed mission giver that he was just standing there by a wall for no reason. I think your main quote unquote mission givers that are gonna be the equivalent of what you see on the on the board there are gonna be that you can interact with the board or you can go interact with them face to face. And I think that the sort of more weird one-off shady missions might be got at the bar the missions mm. sound really interesting don't they again this is i think from the polygon article it says that on foot missions are going to be much more detailed than the sort we get at the moment mission givers have dialogue they're going to talk to you the objectives are going to feel personalized to to to, to you specifically within the game because of your your rank and your reputation with the different N, uh, npc factions and and the objectives uh, uh, fair enough the objectives are personalized but 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 more importantly there's going to be this kind of moral tension that you're actually going to have to go up and potentially kill somebody by shooting them not just by blowing up a spaceship you're actually going to need to go and sort of yeah, stand put a gun to their face excuse me are you oh you see what bang and and the other before that and and the other thing which is uh, a very big component that's new that they're they're um, putting in here is they said specifically the way that those missions are going to work is they're going to offer you the mission for a price and there is some dialogue option where you can negotiate or barter to try to increase your price to get paid more for the mission. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, it sounded to me that it was like a, a low, middle, or high option. You can either go for the, you know, I really want to go for a stretch goal on this one, or I want to go for the middle-eating one, or I'll go for what he offered me. Basically, like a difficulty curve, you can say, I want an easy, medium, or hard mission, and then you 
the reward I, of that calling. Well, it's, not, it's not. It's not the difficulty of the mission. It's it's more a kind of that you know. Hey, you're reptile, or you're you're um you, you, the, oh, the, the, yeah. you're an elite. You're an elite sort of combat person. So you know, we'll pay you a bit more because we know you can do the job. Properly. And, and could be bonuses for a. Oh, and if you take out this many other people along the way, I'll give you a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just or, the same way we do with um, assassination missions, or with your uh, passenger missions, where you get that op that option of the hey, pick me up. Uh, Six tons of washing machines. Oh, yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Get me a hudden mug. <laughs> Give me six tons of clothes right now. Yeah, what? you have have that one passenger in the luxury cabin, and suddenly he wants two cubic meters of whiskey or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they didn't elaborate on the structure of it, but they did say that there are going to be dialogue options and the ability to negotiate for what your end up pay, what your pay ends up being. I very much agree with Watherspoon's assessment that. It could be very much like a, a Skyrim or kind of a, a SWOTOR where they would have, a, a, not SWOTOR, the, the old KOTOR where they would have like, you could try to like, ah, I want to go for, you know, a little more of this. And then they might tell you no, or they might, you know, whatever. But, but yes, it's going to be, that's the point that I just wanted to add to the conversation is there is going to be some form of like mechanic in there that is in play. And and lastly, we should definitely point out that Frontier made it very clear for those people who are like, ah, I don't like the sound of this. This is, I don't want this. This is a hassle. I just want to land, click on the board, get my five missions and GTFO. You will still have that option. The will, both systems will be in play. You can do whichever mm. one you like. Yeah, they're not going to remove anything. They're not going to remove your ability to do missions from the mission board as you know it today correct yeah exactly okay well bar sounds very interesting to me yeah <laughs> i just but then they didn't mention it it just seemed a little I, odd i think because they were mentioning the store services and the bar isn't a store service the bar is a location that's a it's a subtle but distinct difference yeah okay and also, it's Fair not enough. separate from where you're going to be getting the mission gives as well. We've had that confirmation. So it's in the same area. It's not like you're going to enter the bar. It's going to be a completely different spot. Or when you get out of your ship, you choose to go to the bar or the social area. It's um, They're all in the same place. That is what has been said as well. It's all within the same area. Well, we've seen that in the pictures, haven't we? That um, as, as you walk into the, the, the lower kind of part of the uh, social area there's there's signs that point to all these six services and and you just kind of follow the signs and they're all they're all within easy walking distance as long as you can climb steps <laughs> awful lot of steps yeah they yeah. don't seem to be ada compliant but okay yeah so so yeah. what's your take on so we know that at least according to the law there's no artificial gravity in lead and that is solved relatively well in the stations because <laughs> the hangars are rotating and the planet services, yeah, that makes sense. Uh -huh. Do you think you'll see a variety of gravity there? And what about the shoebox stations? Yes, yeah, that is... Mm. Go ahead. No, 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 I mean, it, 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 it's, it's a really interesting question for the Hutton truckers because we have Hutton Orbital and it's going to have a bar area and are we going to be floating around in it? <laughs> so, yeah. So, with regard to the larger, so planet ports, this isn't an issue. That's that's a different whatever. With regard to starports, 
I contend that you can hand wave it away and say it's not an issue in the sense that the inner part of the of the structure of those stations uh well okay with the coriolis it's rotating which can you can use to create an artificial gravity can i with, can i can i just say though that that the place where they put this thing is on a huge great big stalk which is very very close to the the the, the central axis for the station where there would be zero gravity so no no it's they, not there though is it it's like half a G. It's not that much, but it's like half a G. Yeah. Okay. So, Fair so enough. here you have to keep in mind the what I call the the behemoth effect, which is if you look in the expanse in the behemoth, uh, that that center part that rotates, even not on the far far ring, even on the center part, will create a a, a small bit of gravity, which will allow you to to operate. You see but, what I mean though? If, if, but, if you're absolutely on the on the on the spinning axis, then there's no gravity effectively because because the station's spinning around you. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that you you're 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 losing sight of the, the perspective of like the the scale of it, the scope of it is it's so huge that yeah. even if you're on the inner part of the barrel, like I said, just like well, if you're on, on the inner on, part of the barrel you're at about half a G. Uh when you're on the outer part of the barrel it's slightly more than that. It's it's a two two kilometer uh, uh diameter, isn't it? And, a, and that's that's enough. That's yeah. enough yeah. to Oh absolutely, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So but here's the things that I think they may have overlooked that may be a, an issue that they're gonna need to like address somehow is number one I don't think those asteroid bases rotate the way the Coriolis does. Number two, no, number two, the Orbis stations do not rotate. They're solid. The rings on the outer end rotate. So the Are Orbis sure? station, I don't no, think no, it they, is. They do rotate. I'm pretty sure right. everything, they all rotate. Yeah. Fair. Okay. All right. So then, but where, where it's going to be a huge question is on the outpost, the shoebox stations. If the shoebox stations, if the Hutton Orbital and all of the little outpost stations, if those have the same plants and the same this and the same that, uh, that's going to be, and if everything isn't sort of strapped down or in some way secured, that's going to be a big sort of oops you guys messed that up because it's all they, done with magnets yeah everything have an issue with the magnet, magnetic uh, plants okay magnetic no magnetic all <laughs> people always go with it oh you just put magnetic shoes on <laughs> try walking in them work like uh, like gravity unless you have a like a constant magnetic field in the whole I, not just at the floor. There should be a constant magnetic field in the whole concourse, and there should be the same from floor to ceiling, because otherwise you're gonna have that effect that you lift your boot and you have to spend a lot of effort just to get the boot off the floor. And as you put it down, it will be no gravity, no gravity, no gravity. Clunk, and your boot just slams into the floor. So the I, ha I have a solution. Mm -hmm. Go for it. It's rogue, and honestly. I'm surprised no sci-fi writers have ever tried to justify this, but there is enough force being pushed out of the air conditioning on the ceiling <laughs> to provide <sighs> 1G of resistance evenly. And what you've got is actually micropores in the in the ceilings and in the floor that allow the, the transport of the air so it gets pulled out and recycled and pushed back in. And that way, we maintain it. And because it's constant, and it's constant in one direction, in one way, it essentially works like gravity and doesn't cause your drinks to fly out of your drink when you move it around because it's constant and even. 
It would be because a touch in of breeze. A years, <laughs> it would work. God forbid if you had a piece of paper, though. Uh, but no, so Astro, <laughs> because you don't watch The Expanse or you're just starting, let me kind of the mag boot concept as they explain it in there and they actually do a decent little job of explaining it is you have these boots that are almost like pumps like girls shoes where those are the, the pumps where they're not like high heels but they're kind of that middle ground and as you're walking you lean forward and back with your heel and when you lean back it'll like click it off and then you can lift up your foot to take the next step and then when you put your weight on the forward of the foot and it clicks again it re it, so it's like it's a weird little if you just yeah, your, okay. so you can turn it on magnets i get it it's, okay. it's basically has a little on off switch built into the boot that as you take each step there's a mechanism yeah. for doing that but that does not in any way deal with stuff like you go to apex interstellar and the lady's got you know she puts her ipad down on the table or she's got a pen on the table or or you go to the bar and people just put their hair down on a napkin all over the place as well hair all of these things are it's i think that uh i i don't know if they took that gravity question into account for the sh again you can wave it away on on planet ports no problem you can wave it away on starports no problem you cannot wave it away on outpost and nope. i would be not surprised if they didn't take it into effect based on the cap the, the the fact that when fleet carriers came out you see in the background there lots of different you know boxes and stuff kind of sitting around and the the, the when when asked about it on live radio the devs response was what oh yeah, uh yeah uh they're they're strapped down or uh, magnets or something and it was like it was very haphazard <laughs> have, have you noticed by the way that in 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 the agricultural stations they've got these kind of spires with lots of plant trays on them that sort of mm -hmm. move up and down and they're all upside down yeah yeah yeah, yeah they're, 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 they're pointing out towards the the hub of the out, out, out towards the rim of the station they should be should be pointing up towards the hub so so yeah. so somebody somewhere in the in the art department has has not fully learned the lesson of how gravity works well i think they were looking at it for like oh what looks pretty and not what's it's functional and pretty. proper it, and it, it is very very pretty but it's not as you say uh watherspoon if if you were to try to model how you would use real gravity on on a platform like that you would face it into the hub so that you get the gravity effect that you want as opposed to the way that it's there what would happen is as soon as you turned it on all of the dirt and the plants would all come immediately out of the floor and go clump onto the bottom of the bowl of your ceiling. Yeah. Sadly, yes. Um, but but we speculate about this, obviously, because we've only seen Freeholm. That's the only um, the, the only sort of um, social hub we've seen so far. All of that Dev Diary 2 was all shot inside Freeholm. Correct. So um, that's an asteroid base. We haven't seen a Coriolis. We haven't seen an Orbis um we haven't we haven't seen an outpost we haven't seen a planetary base either except in just just very briefly in, in some of the some of the static shots no we didn't. One. that wasn't a planetary port that was, was, a was that a settlement different. right that okay was that was the settlement aster's hope 2. Yeah. in, in dev diary 2 it's definitely a, a aster's hope yes yes okay right so, so so in fact we've only seen two locations that we're aware of in dev diary 2 which is aster's hope and um yeah that's right correct uh, it, it, it took me a while it wasn't until right at the very end of watching the video when when you're right at the back of the kind of entrance hallway and you can look up to the ceiling and see the see the um the glass 
you can see the mail slot through that. Yep. And that's that's the point at which I realized that that's, that's inside Freehold. So when I went through the video, I wasn't 100% sure that it was the same place at first until I started breaking down all of the shots. And it, it, it actually takes you, if you note the key people that are standing places and then like a thing on the mm. wall or whatever, you can lock in the position. So from where I am positing is the entryway from the hangar that deposits you into the bottom of the concourse. There is nothing on the bottom floor of note. Uh, right. on the, if you go up the steps immediately to the left, not the back split stairway, but the steps immediately to the left, the very first thing you have is a hallway to your left, which is the back area with elevators for Apex Interstellar, followed by the kiosk for Apex Interstellar. Tucked into the corner on the back left corner is the Pioneer Supply Store. The back left wall area is taken up by the bar. The back right wall area is taken up by the uh, Inter Astra, your ship dealership. The back right corner is going to be your Vista Genomics. The right side is your uh, Frontline Solutions. And then there, there's a walkway behind that that takes you to elevators that are tied to that Frontline Solutions. Excellent. Exactly my, my analysis as well. Yeah, brilliant. So, well, and, and, and that will be a fixed layout, I imagine. Yes, all of them. Well, no. That is the fixed layout for all the planet, or sorry, for all of the spaceports. They said True. that the yes. spaceports will have one layout. All of the spaceports will have the same layout. All of the planet ports will have the same layout. All of the outposts will have the same layout. That's just the the, the, the layout for the planet, or sorry, spaceport. Yeah. Yeah, but they also said that like one like they wanted to make it easier for people to find their way around, so that like stuff is kind of gonna be the same way, but not totally in the same way so i i see that as the shops are in the same locations but the stairs might be going up different ways here and there or something like that i don't know I, something, we haven't, something none of us have mentioned yet is the other space game where you can walk around and be on a spaceship oh no man's um, um no, <laughs> no no the other <laughs> space game astro comrade yeah, yeah the other space game universe no, um, so Star Citizen. Star, Star Citizen. Now, whatever. If you've played Star Citizen, the chances mm -hmm. are you've also got lost in Star Citizen yes. in, a, in, a, in a station. Um, and you're like, oh, what am I supposed to do? And I'm really glad to hear that the elite developers have put it in mind that this won't happen because the places you can walk around in Star Citizen are not as large as a Coriolis, are not as large as an Orbis. Um, I think this is one of those situations where there is a happy confluence of A, this is way easier for us to pull off, and B, it's more efficient for our players. Yeah. I mean, I'm way more into the game being fun mm -hmm. versus um, being super realistic. Um, otherwise, I might as well go and try and design a spacecraft myself. Um, you don't want to do a daily realistic. commute? No. Yeah. Keep in mind, though, Wotherspoon, Don't do that in real life. Keep in mind, Wotherspoon, when you say, oh, you know, I kind of would like to go to that, you know, outer ring or whatever, or, or somebody it was that was saying that. I think that might have been super. Yeah, that was me. It was me. Okay. I kind of want to go to that outer ring. That would involve a tram ride and maybe then an elevator and then another tram to get to this section. It would That would involve a lot more gubbins in there. It would be a two-kilometer elevator ride, yes. Absolutely. And I think... Frontier has already shown is they're not going to just design areas because they look pretty. 
I don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I've been having a ton of fun going and exploring the stations in Star Citizen, and they look gorgeous, and they're very well done. But there's not a lot to do. So and and, and I feel like Frontier's gone away where they said we're not going to design areas if there's no reason for you to go there other than it's pretty. Um. So that again, if if you want to have those uh, habit habitation rings, there's got to be something to do there. And yeah, I assume yeah. the habitation ring, you're not going to be allowed to just take out your automatic rifle and just begin going ham, shooting everybody. <laughs> it's true that a level of, at least a minimum level of security in that. Well, I think lore-wise, the, the, the outer rings, the big, the, the, the large habitation rings of, of the Orbis are for very wealthy people who can afford, you know, kind of to get the full 1G and sort of have landscaped gardens and so on. So there may be a point in the future where you do assassination missions for that sort of target. Um, yeah. But yes, you're right. There's absolutely no point. I mean, it's lov lovely to go out and see it and see the stars wheeling above you. But, you know, it's a game fundamentally. And if there's no reason for going there, nobody's going to go there. And it's a wasted resource. Oh, everybody's going to to see it. I think what Frontier is doing with this entire project, that with the Odyssey ex expansion of the game, paid expansion, is very, very ambitious. They're adding a lot of stuff. Absolutely. And as a result of which, I think they looked at many things, for example, oh, we could go with, you know, bespoke or custom uh, or proc gen of different layouts for different places. We could do this, we could do that. But I think what they said is, this is one aspect of many, many aspects in with regard to the, the, the loops of this game. We're going to get our most bang for our buck. Let's design it efficiently. And, and I think that that's the right way to go. Yes. Mm -hmm. I just want to quickly touch upon now we can kind of jump a little bit around the order but frontline solutions mm. we haven't talked much about that so mercenary contracts basically yes, yes. You, as, is, as was, so in your mind it's just a mission board or is there more to it no so in, in polygon they said specifically it's a mercenary outfit that will allow players to explore combat scenarios without necessarily aligning to any given faction in the game world this was com uh, confirmed directly by Frontier when we got a hold of them and asked them. They gave the exact same wording. Um, and if you notice in the picture of the video of the dev diary, when they got to that part, there's a desk, there's a lady behind the counter, there's a big sign in the back that says, join the fight, Frontline Solutions. And then there is a customer-facing screen. And that screen showed a system map. Yeah, so you're going to be in system. That's what you're thinking. The current system you're in. Either that, or maybe you'll sign up to fight for a fight that's going on in a different system because they they show that there's a there's a walkway behind Frontline Solutions with elevators. Maybe those elevators take you. You sign your contract saying I'm going to join this fight. There's nothing to say that they couldn't be taking you one planet over or three systems in one planet over to get to the fight that you signed up to fight. Luke Bitterton did say that most of the missions will be pretty local compared with what we have at the moment. So so it could just be a couple of hundred kilometers away from your current location. Could be. At the moment, they're all one maybe, system. Maybe. Oh, go ahead. So, um, I, I, I had a thought that um, we've... <laughs> it could be like the on-foot version of CQC almost. Mm -hmm. Like that's the place where you get to go and, and, and take part in that. And I say the equivalent of not identical, I'm not thinking it'd be something like Star Marine from Star Citizen, where it's just that. I think there would be some kind of repercussions for it, but if it's saying it's not for any faction, 
that means it's not BGS aligned, which means it can't be given by your traditional mission givers that you have now, because uh, they're all BGS based. So it's kind of a, okay, well, who's giving us these missions and what purpose for? And everyone, every NPC in this game is assigned to a faction. So unless we're going to be finally having completely free agents, um, NPC-wise, to, to deal with. We are. We, uh, we're 100% are. That's what they said in the thing. I think you're exactly right, Plater. I think that this frontline solutions, that is an NPC that's not aligned to any faction. They don't give a damn. They're Merc services. And I think that that's the perfect lore explanation or excuse for how you sort of do CQC mechanics where it's like, hey, this is a fight. A bunch of people go kill people. Don't worry about BGS. This isn't tied to that. Don't worry about that. That's not a problem. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. There was a question in, uh, in Twitch chat um, regarding the whole peer-to-peer -peer networking and whether we're going to see any change <laughs> for multiplayer. Because fair enough, we can reliably be four ships-ish together. If you begin to push up towards eight to 10, you begin to see interesting issues. If you push beyond 10 towards 15, well, gonna have an interesting time. What do you think? Do you think we're gonna see any changes to that with Odyssey regarding having more players uh, in the same area at the same time, or is it gonna be the same? Aren't we I restricted by the reality of the internet? Some people well, are on very slow connections. We're restricted by the reality of how Frontier currently use the internet. The peer-to-peer -peer networking, yes. Yeah, with the peer-to-peer -peer networking. I, I think I think there could be some changes to the way it works coming forward. There's been some talk about it for quite a while that the big update that Frontier have been working on will have that. Um, yeah. But I've as for what that about, looks I, like... I, the, the, the rumor mill that kind of... Kind of, yeah, says there's got to be something, but I haven't seen anything conclusive. I, I strongly believe that there will be updates and upgrades to this. I think that this was first, uh, the quote-unquote rumor mill, as you refer to it, was, was first started with over a year ago, the investment meeting where they got together and David Braben said that, that Odyssey will uh, include a significant refresh to the underlying code base. I think you're going to see some differences in how they utilize the AWS, the Amazon web servers. I think you're going to see if they planned, as they say with Odyssey, all of this that they kept referring to in the in the initial uh, forum post that accompanied the, the first uh, sneak peek uh, that was also dropped early, um, that half of all of the things that were in there were, 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 were pointing to increased player with player, increased group activities, increased... There, if you design all of that and you don't increase the way that we're able to interconnect and what have you, that to me seems supremely stupid and I, I don't think that they would, would do that. I think we're going to get a whole dev diary at some point on game mechanics and that dev diary is going to highlight the aspects of a new more robust system for handling players doing things together it would be I lovely to think so is. but that's quite a big shift for for frontier one of the things they they said very early on they didn't want to do is to have lots of servers like like in fact star citizen um where they're paying sort of thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to 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 just keep keep sort of um 
keep, keep players communicating with each other, they might do it. And, and if they do, it'll be, a, it'll be a very big shift. And they'll need to make sure they have the income to match the cost. In response to your statement, though, Watherspoon, that that would be a very big shift, I think, look at Dev Diary 2. You Basically, that whole thing screams very big shift. But yeah, I mean, you're right. <laughs> yes, it's indeed. not proven yet. You're not proven yet, but I, 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 it's not proven yet, but I believe that it's coming. Cool. Okay. Look forward to it. Oh, we did, we did sort of neglect to mention one when we're talking about locations, right? There was a location shown in Dev Diary 2 that has not been mentioned anywhere by anybody. Now, granted, this was just in the concept art. There was one concept art of a hallway and it showed a different sign. And in that it showed like, I think it showed Apex, Inter, uh, uh, Interstellar and Inter Astra and Frontline. And then it had a fourth location. And that location was Dropbox. That I have yeah. not seen anybody mention. I strongly believe that that will be the location that you go to to turn in all of your gubbins from when you come back from a scavenger mission. And oh, you say like storage. I, I well, so it could be that too. But so here, here, here's what I'm thinking: you you go and do a scavenger mission, and you pick up, you know eight of these and 12 of these and 14 of these and one of those. And you have this big barrel full of shit. I think you go to Dropbox and you can choose to say, well, this and this and this I need for a suit upgrade coming up. So I'm going to put those over here in my personal locker. These other things I don't need. I'm going to sell those or trade those for other bits, which I can then put in my locker. Hmm. That that concept art didn't have Vista Genomics and it didn't have the pilot's bar on it, did it? So it Correct. might have been earlier, or it might just be some variant. Yeah. I, I I agree with you one hundred percent that it, and that's why I pointed it out. It is concept art, and so it 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 might not be whatever, but it does track exactly with what Luke Betterton said when he was talking about how the missions work with Stephen on the on this. Uh, um, live stream on thursday and he said when you're done with the mission the the mission giver only wants the one thing that they sent you to so let's say the mission giver says we need the data core from that ship because it's got secret recon you bring that data core back to the mission giver and collect your money and your stuffs there was he said kind of all of the rest yeah he said all of the rest of your stuff you will drop off somewhere and that when you said when he said the words drop off i was like drop box drop okay i think that's that yeah, okay. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I think I'm leaning a little bit uh, toward what Rotorspoon is saying, that, that it was something earlier. They might have changed it. Maybe it's not its own place. Maybe it's just a thing you can now access from somewhere. I don't the bar. Know. The <laughs> bar. Maybe, maybe there's, a, there's a... Yes, I'm your personal storage guy. I keep track of all your things. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, okay. What in the concourse? In the concourse on the first level, on the left and right side of the walls, there are those things that look like trash chutes or whatever. Maybe that's a, you know, locker. You open up, <laughs> drop your stuff. Put it in the trash chute, and somebody will take care of it. Can can I can I also say there's another scene that was right round right about the middle of Dev Diary Two, which was quite peculiar, uh, and it, it seemed quite out of context from anything else. It was what what looked like a kind of young guy in blue and tan clothing and he was standing just behind 
this sort of holographic blue orb with three smaller red orbs inside it. That, that was so that mm. was from the uh yeah, no. That was Go from on. the uh uh Aster's Hope part of it. And I believe what, what you're seeing there is sort of uh I could be wrong, but I think it, that wasn't a guy, it was actually a woman. Uh oh, was it my apologies. Short short, yeah. short hair. Uh, yeah. And and oddly enough, she's a creepy looking fuck. Ooh, sorry, she's a creepy looking looking. <laughs> this, this, this is not suitable for extreme, isn't it? No, no, but I, I, it would be. Sorry, so she's a creepy looking weird doll face type person who's standing there by that board. And the reason, the way that you know that it's Astro Hope is because on the far wall behind her, up at the top. There's readouts that say Aster's Hope and has topographical information about the planet and whatnot. And yes, it, it looks like a hollow table with a 3D display of the system. Now, this is just a hunch, but I could see you go to her and she gives you the mission to go scavenge wreck at this location or whatever. And she's going to sort of highlight it's here. And then I think you get to the general area, and this is based off of what Luke Betterton said in the stream on Thursday. You get to the area that you're going to search for it in. So just like now, you have those planetary scan missions where you go and there's a search zone, and there's a mechanic of you look and look and look and find it. I don't think you're going to get the coordinates that drop you off exactly at the ship. I think you're going to get a search grid, and then from there, there's a mechanism or a mini game. You do that, and then that takes you to where the ship is. Yeah, so you I need to use discover, uh, some sort of scanner to find it. Yeah. Oddly, oddly enough, yes. Uh, oddly enough, that same creepy-looking woman is in the shot in Freehold in the background where you see the Inter Astra, the, where you can take the shuttle bus, and then just around the corner is the pioneer supplies she is standing in the far background right in front of the windows that show outward to the to the central docking area of the of the asteroid base she's a private investigator it's, she's following you around exact same woman i'm saying same body type same features same coloring exact same clothes with the gray leathers the like tan uh hand things and the tan boots and the same sidearm same belt same everything i i would imagine that that's because they're still at a fairly early stage and they haven't got round to kind of building the customization yeah randomized yeah currently. yeah maybe yeah why render loads of different ones if you can just pop the same ones in to start off with and only yeah. one weirdo sense. will actually notice the same person yeah makes sense it actually probably would be good to just quickly talk about the difference between social hubs and settlements because um, I'm not sure if everybody is completely 100% up top of what the difference is. Like, social hubs is pretty much all the things we've been talking about so far stations, interiors, that kind of stuff. Settlements is places where you're not necessarily going to be able to dock, but it's going to be places you can probably land next to and they're going to be planet side. And I see them, and this is my guess, they're mainly going to be mission locations or places you can go and maybe pick up missions or maybe you can complete missions, uh, go and explore things, find things, steal things. We know from, from the dev diary that you, uh, I think it was in the dev diary, that you could just basically walk in there, either sneak in to kill a target or go in all guns blazing and steal everything that's not bolted down. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. 
the, 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 poly the Polygon article gives a lot of detail about this, actually. It does. Um, it, 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 it talks about the types of buildings that there's going to be themed factories for a settlement type with extraction, uh, which I think means mining, agricultural, industrial, whatever. There's going to yeah. be power buildings, there's going to be habitation buildings, that's fine, if the workers live on the site. Um, you've got airlocks to get in and out, and the activities you can do at the settlement, you can either complete missions, so you can visit location, collect an item, kill an NPC, do that sort of thing, or you can steal things. So so if you haven't got a mission, you come, come to a settlement, you can, you can kind of wander in, and you can either sort of go around stealthily looking for fire extinguishers to steal or you can just sort of kill everybody and ransack the place and take everything get it all out to your SRV or on, in, in, into your ship take it off to, um, to, to to the nearest social hub and sell it on the black market so mm. so, so there, there, there are at least two different things you can do it's, it's one of the two locations one of the two location types that you can do missions there's there's the, the settlements and of course there's the wrecks as well so yeah yeah uh on the live stream yesterday at one one minute or one hour 24 minutes and 17 seconds art said settlements are the newest largest and most dynamic new planetary location so these are larger than planet ports um yes that seems to be the case and with regard to as as Watherspoon said there are different so they're the hab buildings the buildings that are marked with hab on the top say uh because like in the one that they showed was uh cormac enterprises at uh at uh, astor's hope 2 it they had hab buildings those are habitation buildings where people are inside of etc there's prod buildings which are the production buildings there's comm buildings where communications yep. buildings and they said that even some of in in the polygon article they said that some of those buildings some of those uh uh settlements will have will sort of be smaller and they won't have have buildings. There'll be no people in them. The idea is that people fly in, do some work, but that the places are mostly automated. As Watherspoon said, yes, they're gonna be agricultural type, which are, you know, getting food, you know, corn and whatnot. There's gonna be the, the ore refinery ones. There's gonna be production ones where they're taking refined ore and components or whatever, and they're making, you know, ships or SRVs or stuff, and they're putting them on assembly lines out. And, uh, yes, Art said specifically, you can go there for the purpose of getting a mission or whatever, or with a mission to do a thing, or you can go there without a mission, and you can just, they said that there's going to be an area of stealth play around that, so it could be, you know, sneak in and steal a thing, it could be sneak in and kill a guy, it could be assault and force, and they said that with those, you can do combined ops, so it could be some people on foot with some people in SRVs with a guy in a ship all working together. Vomit. Yeah. Vomit with, with mines. Yep, carpet bombing. I want to see it done. It has to happen. Wow. Ployed. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about, about, don't worry about ground combat if everyone's already dead on the ground. Nuke it for more, it's the only way to be sure. Yeah. But how, yeah. Okay, so how, how on earth are you going to balance that? Because so I'm running around on the ground and then somebody flies up in his Corvette fully fitted with the dumb fire missile, just begin to cop bomb the place. And like, okay, I, I guess I die. <laughs> well, I'm going to assume there has to be a, a weapon in game that you can shoulder that is going to damage or at least cause enough worry for people in ships that they don't want to do that. Because that's the only way you can kind of maintain that level of balance. Yeah. I, I think what we're going to see is that these places, these locations, 
are going to have far beefier weapons that can eat through a Corvette like it's nothing. And that's yeah. the whole point is that you need your SRVs to assault the outer area at first. And then you need one guy to hop out of an SRV and sneak over to some comms panel somewhere in, in, or the power grid and flip the switch to turn off the power to those crazy guns so that your SRV or so that your ship can come in and start jacking shit up. But like, so the guy on foot is going to be valuable, valuable to the, because otherwise, as you said, there's no, like the, the Corvette is way more powerful than the guy, but the guy can be more powerful than the corvette if the guy is the one who flips the switch to turn off the grid to the guns that allow eight corvettes to come in and do their shit and stuff yeah i mean the, the, I mean, if you've got a mission target on the ground and the corvette just leaves a massive crater where the mission target was perhaps you can't get the thing that you're looking for anymore absolutely hostage hostage situation uh, it, it probably wouldn't be a good idea to count a corvette with dump fire missiles <laughs> just i mean unless you're employed but hey if the hostage is dead, there's no hostage anymore. That's true. The hostage situation. I'm just, I'm just saying, that's how it works. I don't negotiate with uh, with terrorists or hostage takers. And the best way is, you know, shoot the hostage. You always negotiate with with terrorists or hostage takers, just so you can get them close to the window for a clean headshot. <laughs> Headshots? No, 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 no. Turn them into a fine red mist, a paste, <laughs> even. <laughs> um, but I think something to think about um, talking about these these settlements and um, you know what gameplay is going to be around them and what to think of them as. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in Elite um, where you can look at the different levels of combat, and we've seen so far that there's going to be missions for foot. There's going to be missions um, in space. We're going to have um, combat on foot. We have combat in space. So there's no reason why we wouldn't consider. And these settlements to me may be similar to the mega ship encounters that we have now. We could have mm. that kind of thing even. And um, there's the same level of everything's in levels, and they've said they have trying to draw parallels between um or scaling everything down for the on-foot experience. I think is what they've said, something similar to that. Yep. And I'm thinking that that's what we're gonna be seeing. This is gonna be a scaled down um kind of thing. And then yeah, you know, you can just turn up one and be like, turn up at like a, a mega ship and be like, yo, what are we doing here? It's just that you turn up and you do, and maybe it's stuff to collect. You can um, mm. you can join in. You take part in one of those scenarios. You're like, oh, cool. We're going to start blowing it up, or you think I'm going to start helping out on it. And we're going to have very similar st stuff to that, I would hope. Um, speculation. But I would hope that you'd have that. And it seems logical that Frontier would continue this parallel nature that they're going through, as well as the new stuff. That makes sense, yeah. How do you... I'm wondering the BTS implementation seems pretty straightforward to me that just as we can today, if you go in and you begin to murder people, then you're going to be pushing the system in, in, in the direction of civil unrest or something like that. Um, I don't know, Plato, you, you've done any any thoughts on that? Um, I would I would hope that what you'd get is you'd get things like you go to mission terminal for your faction, you would pick up a mission, and if, if it's combat, then you'd have a, hey, go do this. Um, you know, people are fighting there, and you turn up and you just start fighting. Um, whether you defend the assessment or you attack it, I would assume something like that around war. As for other stuff, um, I mean, civil unrest causes very little change in your actual gameplay experience. 
Um, True. But things like um, pirate attack might. Um, plus, you can get a change of missions available around those settlements. So I'm going to assume that you won't also get ones where you have your go and attack a settlement, scan this, do that. But you'll have that additional level, like um, Black Ops data retrieval, for example, which would help support a war effort or take down a, uh, a power supply, except you go and you run and you do it on foot or you do something similar. So mm. I'm hoping... A lot of hope here. <laughs> I'm really hoping that the missions will scale in that way. So you talking get lots about, of similar stuff. Talking about scaling missions, I really would love the idea. First off, absolutely, I, I second what you say. Third, secondly, I, I would very much like the opportunity for asymmetrical scaling, sort of reverse scaling. Let me give you an example. Uh, I say, Plater, uh, I need you to sneak into Astro's Hope and steal a blueprint to something, a thing that they have on 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 their whatever. If you assault the base in force, kill everybody and take the thing, you get reward one. If you are able to stealthily sneak in without anybody noticing, just take a picture of the, or, you know, just in, put in a, a little flash drive and, and download the data and get the hell out without anybody even knowing you were there, you get triple the reward because, you know, not just necessarily no, making it that you get paid more. Different direction. Let's say, um, let's say, yeah, you go in, get, get this piece of information, you go in all guns placing, hey, you now get a new by uh, pieces that maybe help you towards getting a more like a stronger armor or, or better like uh, heavy weapons or whatever and if you go and say hey i want to go and do the sneaky sneaky route then you get equipment or you get rewards that are maybe more tailored towards those type of equipment so that your reward is kind of tailored to the gameplay type you like so you you, you could end up and I thought that would actually be pretty cool. You could end up with a, a, a ninja suit, which is your straight up sneaky full stealth suit, uh, a recon suit, which is like a, a kind of hybrid, but it's 80% sneaky and 20% and combat effective, a force mm -hmm. recon suit, which is 50-50 sneaky combat, and then a combat assault suit, which is not sneaky at all, but super, super heavy combat ability. And they did say you might want to, most people, I think they said that most people might want to have multiple suits. Yes. So maybe tailored for like close range or long range, I think was the example they used, but it might as well be all guns blazing or sneaky sneaky, right? Have combat suits for that. Well, they did say, you know, so, so Art said specifically that with regard to the suits, there's going to be modules. Um, mm -hmm. And so, Look at it this way, and they said specifically, um, they said it in the stream, and and Frontier confirmed it with us privately that, um, you know, uh, they're they're you know getting back to our question that um, there are going to be sort of you know modules for different things with the suit. So let me give you an example: a combat suit. Maybe you choose the beefiest shield module, right? But you do yeah. that. You do that knowing that it has more drain on your power supply, which means that yeah. you know. Let's say if you're in a more of an exploration footing suit, 
that one could maybe be out for three or four hours without any problems on its power supply because it's engineered to be super efficient for that. Whereas if you get the super beefy shield and jetpack, also jetpack module, this jetpack can fly farther faster, but it takes up more energy. This this is a more efficiently sort of centered jetpack. All of these things are going to be oh oh just like with your ship it's going to be a wide variety of these are all the things i have to take into account to sort of tailor make what's best for me and yes you can have there's going to be three types of suits you can have maybe you know five of one type of suit that are all engineered in different ways and that you swap out modules for to tailor them to the task at hand hmm. yeah that would make sense yeah because i think we actually segue quite nicely into uh, into the suits. The fact that there's going to be, for what we know of right now, there's going to be three base type suits, where there's going to be a combat suit, a scavenger suit, and an exploration suit. And from there on, you can then add modules and engineer them a lot like ships. And but one thing I found interesting was ammo. No, no, was it seems also that when you're then out with your suit, you still have some micromanagement to do in terms of the not only the power output, but also the batteries in the suit. So you might not want to have your shields on at all times because then you're going to drain your batteries in no time. Yeah, I heard I heard that as well, that sort of you turn your shields off when you're not using them because exactly. the, bas the batteries in a suit are much smaller than the batteries you have in a, in, a, in an SRV, for example. So you need you need to actively be power managing all the time um, or else you might run out of life support. Depends on hilarious consequences. Yes. So it depends on what level that management's going to be. Because if you think about, is it going to be at the same level we have ships where um, you only turn your shields off if you're running on fumes, or you know you only start turning stuff off at that point where you're like, oh, I think I've made a big mistake here. You know, you're in trouble. Are you yeah, yeah. then, or is it going to be all the time? Like how how actively you're going to need to manage it? Because I, I there's think... a lot of times where you run out of stuff and you're like, huh, oh well, I'll just pop back and or hit a star and, and fuel scoop. I there's think, a lot to think about that. I think that this turning stuff on and off on your sh on your suit is going to be much more akin to what we now kind of look at as tip management with regard to your ship. Whereas you, you don't turn your shields off very often at all in your ship, I think you're going to turn your shields on and off much more often, much more frequently, and, and with less of a sort of a hassle than... Um, than your ship shields. I don't think turning on your ship shields, you know, you have to sit there and wait while the damn thing builds up, and then, it, okay, now it's on. I think more. this is going to be more sort of the equivalent of how you look at pip management, where it's a thing you do on the fly, off and on, here and there with stuff. Yeah. Because that was the feeling I got as well, that you're not going to have, like, a recharge time and the shield, it just go pips to shield, and now your shield is on. And then they drain battery as soon as they're on. And if you decide to say, hey, I'm going to use my jetpack to like jump on the roof of this building for some cover or whatever. Pips um, danger. Then you're going to use some jetpack fuel or maybe also drain your batteries a little bit for controlling the whatever stabilization thrusters or whatever they have, stuff like that. And on top of that, it also seems you're going to be happy to manage your oxygen. And hopefully they will also, I don't know if, if <laughs> I have mixed feelings about it. I. If you like, if I run, do I then consume more oxygen than if I'm standing still? Because will you have like, a little heart rate monitor? 
Yeah, like, oh, so, okay, I don't want to run over to my ship because I'm I'm running low on oxygen, so I have to walk really slowly, and it's <laughs> going to be a little tedious. So I, I, I can see the cool side of it, like, in the in the management side of it, when you're attacking a base, you need to also, like, don't just run straight in because you might run out of oxygen unless you're planning on actually getting access to its oxygen source in there real quick. But on the other hand, I can also see this becoming very tedious if it's not done right. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. You want some survival mechanics from on, on the fairest sense so that it has weight again it's the same concept as the inter instant travel on in, on inter astra you don't yeah. want or, or astra whatever you don't want it to be nothing no survival mechanics because that makes it feel cheap but you don't want it for sure don't want it to be too much because that makes it unfun you have to no. find the the sweet spot but i think in They've done it in Star Citizen, and I think they overdone it a little bit there, where you have to remember to go and eat and drink, and if you don't, your vision gets blurry and you can't walk straight at the end, uh, stuff like that. And the timers between you have to do it is long enough that it's not really something you worry about when you're out on a mission. It's just something that you always forget when you're back at the stage, like, oh, I forgot to buy an energy bar and a bottle of water, so now I have to get, like, it's like forgetting your limpets, mm. basically. And it's just annoying. Um, just remember, Astro. If you need an energy bar and a bottle of water, go to the bookstore like a <laughs> human being and get it, because that's how, what you do. So that I think the survival mechanics they've overdone it a little bit in Star Citizen. I don't hope Frontier's going to go as far. I don't think they're going to go as far as they've done in Star Citizens. But as you say, there should be some. You should just you should not be able to just say, "Hey, I'm just going to leave my character standing here for and then go AFK for three hours and come back and your character is fine." It should. You should run should. out. It, it should be noted that with the description of Frontier Supply Store, it said that that is the location where you buy weapons, upgrades, and related consumables. I yes. hope, I absolutely hope with all of my heart when they say consumables, they're talking about grenades and ammo and not bottles of water. I don't, that's <laughs> not, you don't need that. Let's not do that. I, let's, Oxygen let's, tanks. <laughs> let's, let's skip it. And we, we don't need toilets either. I wouldn't. I mean, if you looked at what they had on the on the shelves in the store and the pictures and the video clips, it definitely looks like a lot more like grenades and landmines and and those kind of things. It does. It has exclamation marks on the boxes to show they're dangerous. <laughs> exactly. So, the, the 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 one thing I noticed about the suits, I I think they said they were only going to be three sorts of suits plus of course the yes. flight suits we have uh, at the moment and that's the exploration suit the combat suit and the scavenger suit yes. and i think i can't remember who oh, it was in the polygon article it said that there would be statistical bonuses for the three different types of gameplay so you yes. can do all three sorts of gameplay using any of the suits but there's going to be a suit that's best for the sort of gameplay that you want to do and My and and you collect new items and resources to upgrade the suits use high level upgrades which it does specific, specifically say requires engineering and so, so yeah go on so you want to look at it like exactly like a ship where you say okay i've got three hulls i've got a vet which is way more good at combat i've got a cutter which is way more good at trade stuff and i've got a conda which is way more good at exploration more good at like range or whatever I want to go exploring in my Frodo Lance and nobody's going to stop me. All right. So, wait, 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 let, me, let me finish the thought here. 
if if you take those three bases that's like your three suit types but there's nothing stopping you through the modules you place and the engineering that you use to it from making a combat slash trade vet or a exploration slash combat cutter like if you want to go that way with it there's three base types and they each have a statistical advantage that skews towards one of the three gameplay loop types but there is a unlimited amount of modularity between the modules and the upgrades that you engineer or whatever into it that that can take it to thousands of various permutations Mm. Absolutely, and I noticed um, in in some of the concept art and 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 in some of the some of the uh, animated models, there are two leg holsters which seem to be mainly for weapons, and then there's up to six things you can have on your on your utility belt. So 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 there's there, there's a lot of scope for having stuff. Got to get our own little Batman belt. Yeah, that's nice. I um, like that. Something about suits as well, because um, someone mentioned in my chat here, is that you are not bound to one type of suit. No. Um, you can switch whenever you like, mm-hmm. um, and yes. you'll be able to switch seats within your SRV ship or um, social hubs. You'll be able to change yes. all of those locations. Yeah. Um, so that's um, that's important. And to be honest, I don't really... <laughs> we, we we know that um, when it comes to the the seats, they're going to be a bit like a bit like ships. They're going to be the the ship whilst you're on foot. You know, if we're drawing comparisons between space and ground. Um, you know, you can, like Kai was saying, you could have a, a, a Type 9 engineered for combat. It might not do it very well. The same way you might have your exploration suit engineered for um, for combat. It might not do it very well. But hey, you can give it a go if you want. Um, I'm looking to see how much customization we get, though. That would be interesting. Mm. What level? I think it's going to be a massive amount. As I said, between the the different modules that you can place on so let's say you just just this is just a thought experiment let's say you have three base suits and each base suit has let's say 12 slots total so that's three times 12 that's 36 but if you you know look at the fact that you can have of those slots you could have like let's say just the same way as with your 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 cargo uh cutter you you know or your your mining cutter you use the top two things as cargo things so you could have you know multiples of it's not just 36 variations it's it, it you're already into the thousands of variations just off of that then you look at doing engineer upgrades or whatever upgrades and that takes it yet further i it's just going to be massive massive amounts of possibilities yeah I would agree okay let me just quickly get are there any other thing oh right yes so one of the like more common comments I saw um, regarding the new the soups and the new materials we have to get is oh great here comes another grind um, yeah that's what MMOs are welcome to MMOs Gameplay loop. Gameplay loop. We don't yeah, say difference. We say Are you enjoying play. doing it? If you're yeah. enjoying doing it, it's not a grind. Correct. Exactly. I, I think that this is <laughs> this is the way MMOs work. They give you con. It's not 
it's not it's a grind if you're miserable if you're happy playing the game it's what you call content it's things to do with your time and yeah that's I, I'm, I'm down for it that's one important thing here and that is it seems from what we hear about the missions the on foot missions that they're going to be um they were going to be longer i think than the missions we have today most missions in league can be completed within five to ten minutes and it seems like these are going to be longer missions. At least they said they were going to be more, or have them like more complex. Um, I at least got the gist that that they were going to be longer, and that means longer gameplay loops. And I think what make a game feel grindy for a lot of people are short gameplay loops. Mm. If your gameplay loop is ten minutes, then you're going to feel like okay, now I have to start over and do the whole thing again every ten minutes. But if your gameplay loop is, let's say, an hour, it's probably a little bit longer. But let's let's say twenty minutes. For, for to complete a mission where you're going to do different things in those 20 minutes i think it's going to feel less grindy than it otherwise would if it was a shorter gameplay loop. but uh, it, you're you're absolutely right that that's what makes people feel grind that's one aspect of it the other aspect of it that makes people feel grind is when they can't get what they want so i need pharmaceutical isolators i can't find them anywhere so i have to keep doing other missions to get stuff so i can go to the material trader so i can trade them for the isolators if you yeah. take the fact that as you say it seems like these, they're going to be more in-depth dynamic and 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 sort of uh longer sort of missions that that sort of handles one aspect of the feeling like a grind and potentially we don't know yet but potentially the other aspect of feeling like a grind could be resolved through this whole negotiating bartering system. What if you're in a situation where they say, okay, you if you do this mission, I'll offer you this, this, or this. And then it says, you know, you can get paid in pharmaceutical isolators or composites or, you know, imperial shielding. And, and to be clear, I'm just saying these three things as space holder names. I'm not saying that I don't think they'll pay you in those materials. I think they will pay you in the new gubbins. But I'm just throwing those out as placeholders. And you say, well, I really, I don't need Imperial Shieldings, but I really need those pharmaceutical isolators. I will negotiate for that. I think that, that between those two things together, you're right. It could make it feel much, much less grindy as a whole. Yeah. But again, that also, if you, if you have the option to do it, then what people are going to do is going to find, say, hey, what is the most effective way to get any materials? And then just go and do that and then constantly pick the option that you need and so you will i think it depends on the way that how how diverse the missions are if you can just from reading the title of the mission you can can tell exactly what's going to go on through the whole mission exactly where the npcs are going to be who's going to be shooting at you when and from where then then i think that will also add to a more grindy feel rather than if you're like okay i'm going to attack a base i don't know the layout of the base i don't know where the npcs are going to be then it's going to add some more um, diversity to the missions. But again, I, I'm not, <laughs> I don't mind um, a grindy game. I mean, I've been playing Elite Dangerous for I don't know how long now. <laughs> and, um, and I'm still enjoying it. I enjoy playing action RPG, you know, top down hack and slash, and they are the definition of grind. So I, I don't mind grindy games, but I can, I can, I can see where people are coming from. Um, and I hope that we're going to get some longer gameplay loops with um with the on foot missions so that for the people who are susceptible to the grindy feel it's not going to feel it that much i think but an I mean, important an, an important thing to add as a thought when you when we're talking about the ideas of these npc mission givers or whatever 
in the, the live stream when Luke Betterton was talking at the 46 minute 50 second mark, he said uh, he was asked about will the NPCs be voice acted? And he said, yes, they will. And when we uh, asked Frontier directly, uh, they responded with, uh, yes, there will be voice acting and there will be text. It'll be a combination of the two. But I, I think that that's a cool dynamic thing when you add to the idea of all of these these things that there's going to be voice acted stuff. I dig that. It'll create a, a better sense of investment and a better sense of immersion, as a sense that you're actually there, you're talking to a real person, and you're going to affect their life for better or for worse during this mission. Yeah. I think everyone's always going to say grind at some point if they don't sort of really, you know, if you enjoy something, it's 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 not grind. Um, but for me, for example, I like something that is rewarding at the end of it. Like you feel like you have achieved something, you've earned your correct reward. Um, so it is very much like you're either reward focused or you're activity focused, and people are typically split into those two groups. Um, and this is psychologically speaking; it's not something I'm making up. Um, you know, are you reward focused or activity focused? And um, I think some people who are reward focused may not consider something a grind. Um, they wouldn't necessarily consider farming um, pharmaceutical isolators a grind. But then there are people who are activity focused who then would. Um, and they're kind of, it's either you go and you do your high grade missions just to find stuff, or you go and do your missions to get the rewards from it. Uh, is that kind of split? Um, I do think, I think Frontier learning that there needs to be a balance um and as missions get introduced there's a bit more of that especially when we have the oh now you can choose your rewards and missions and uh, mm. at the end and again i assume we're going to have those same options for picking rewards for the ground-based stuff as well um but yeah it, it's people are people you know we, we humans like psychologically rewarding things that is like one of your um on here we go, we go psychological for a minute maslow's hierarchy of needs um, your psychological um, fulfillment and what you enjoy <laughs> is your is like your final thing that you need to for full self um, self fulfillment is your psychological rewards and that's very much what computer games are they your psychological reward so you want to enjoy it mm. well said as that deep over overly deep for computer I, games I, I'm sorry I dig <laughs> it that's why I love me some Plater <laughs> I think it's important that, at least for me I think that a good game for me is something where I can set myself a short-term, medium-term, and long-term goal. Where a short-term goal is something I can I can log in and I can solve in a single play session, right? And, mm. and a medium-term goal is something I can I can do within a week or, or two weeks. That's a medium-term goal. Long-term goal is something that will take me months to do. And yeah. I think a good game needs to have all three of them covered. Absolutely. So you you have your so your your short term goal, I'm going to get these pharmaceutical isolators today. My, your 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 medium term goal, I'm going to get this engineer maxed out. Your long term goal, I'm going to get all the engineers pinned. Absolutely. And I want this, and I want this ship fully engineered, and I want like all sure. this. I want to go and visit whatever. I want to build a ship and go and visit Beagle Point, or whatever it is. Whatever it is you set as your own goal, that's the whole point. With it. you have to set your own goals. You have to make your own long term goals. And then divide them into subtasks and then solve them one at a time. Um, otherwise, I... you're gonna gonna die under the game, like I think. Yeah, a hundred percent. Can I point out a really weird thing from the dev stream that caught my attention like massively and made me perk up? Um, uh, 
Stephen Benedetti, when he was talking about, uh, uh, they were looking for questions, uh, specifically at the one hour, 19 minute, and five second mark. Stephen, he was reading through and he chose to answer this one. They were skipping so many questions in the chat. And he read the question, um, will there be crossplay in Odyssey? Now, Frontier has already stated clearly, we will not have crossplay at launch. We will launch with uh, uh, Odyssey available on the PS4 and the Xbox One or whatever the current generation of those things are. And that, you know, so long as the PS5 and the Xbox, whatever the hell, have back, back uh, compatibility, then you'll be able to play it or whatever. But in this case, when he was asked, Steven said, we have not discussed anything about cross-platform at the moment. With Odyssey's release, we will update you at that time. Now, Changing their mind, let's be think. fair. Let's be fair. This is over an hour into a long stream where they're getting pelted with questions. Yeah, Steven yeah. is a human being. That could just be a misspoke situation. And and God love him, I would probably make 50 times more mistakes in that much of a, a long time on there. But if that was not a mistake, and if their previous statements of, we have no plans for that at launch, are the exact same way as we got, we have no plans for uh, uh, VR at launch. And now what we get what we got a little while ago was the glorious news that 90% of, you know, your, your flying and your driving will be still fully capable at launch with VR. If this indicates a softening of that position or the fact that there may be something down the line that like, maybe it's a thing they're thinking of or working on or haven't announced yet, or planning on doing three months, six months after launch, I just want to point out that I think that would be glorious and I would love to get your guys' opinion on it. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. You what? They also, they also answered some questions that were totally daft, like space doggos and stuff like that. <laughs> so I don't know. You've got to be with the answers because it could just be cross-play in general and they always say that we have nothing to discuss about that. That, that is always the answer and always has been. Is we've got nothing to announce at the moment. I completely get what you're saying, Plater, but it was the second part that intrigued me the most of uh, uh, at the moment. With Odyssey's release, we will update you at that time. That was what perked my ears up. Hmm. I promised that we would be um, at least knowing to come to a, a natural conclusion at at, uh, at exactly the 2 all map, which is about 10 minutes. And I have written down four questions I want to ask you guys here. Um, so we have about a couple of minutes for each if you only have to answer them. So um, first thing, um, we can continue afterwards to babble on about other things, but first thing, just one at a time, what is your overall impression of Odyssey right now? I, you can do it on a scale from 1 to 10 if you want, you can do, like, put some more words on it, that's up to you guys. And uh, let's just start with Plato. Um, I'm feeling positive, I'm feeling optimistic. Um, I am also tempering my expectations, uh, which is one of my favorite phrases for everything. Um, I think everything that we've seen so far looks good if it works the way that we hope it will, but it probably won't. So my opinion will likely change on release, but overall, I'm thinking positive. Mm -hmm. Waterspoon? I 
can see that there isn't the limitless scope of Star Citizen, which I think is their their Achilles heel. I can I can see that Frontier have very specifically gone to a, a goal that's achievable of having three types of of, um, of of these social hubs, of having a particular sort of place where you go, the settlements. We also didn't discuss wreckage and 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 what gameplay right. would be there for, for scavenging, and we also haven't really discussed sort of exobiology. It, it does sound like exploration is just going to be going and looking at plants. Um, I'm not sure if that's fair. We uh, it, 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 it's something that we'll, we'll no doubt sort of find out more about. But but it looks like we have something that's going to plug onto the existing elite which is going to have interesting new gameplay that's going to rejuvenate the game for me and is going is going to keep me sort of occupied for another couple of years perhaps um and and, and that's kind of exactly what i'm looking for but you know as as, as i think um sort of pleasure said the first the first eight weeks is probably going to be chaotic because there'll be loads of bugs and uh we'll we'll, we'll, we'll just need to stumble through that good kai Copy pasta everything that both of the other two guys said. I'm super, super pumped and excited right now, but I'm trying to, as Plater said, limit my expectations so that my hopes can be high, but my expectations are reasonable and I'm not going to be, you know, uh, sad panda if we don't quite get all of the things that my brain is just kind of playing with. Yeah, I personally, I really like the, the direction Frontier is going and what we've seen so far in Dev Diary 1 and 2, I think it's, it's definitely heading in a, in a very, very promising direction. I still have a ton of questions, but um, what I've seen so far, I, uh, I really like. And that actually leads me on nicely into, um, into my next question, and that is, if you could have the answer for one question, what is the biggest question you want answered regarding to Odyssey right now? I'm going to go the reverse order, Kai. Oh shit! One question. Uh, one honestly, qu it would, honestly, it would be the crossplay. That would be the thing because that is, to me, of all of the possibilities, the the biggest thing that I, I if if they have that, it's 100% a home run. Okay. Yeah. Water spoon. I. I, I suppose it's what I said before. Um, the the exploration and the scavenging both sound really interesting to me. I'm I'm not so much of a combat person. Um, we haven't really gone into a lot of detail. Dev Diary One sort of kind of spoke about the botany, um, hmm. but the, the, there's there's a massive scope there. There's 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 loads of stuff you can do. One of one of the things that slightly worries me is that as as an explorer, we've been told that we will only have first person view. There won't be a third-person view. So you get out of your survey, you wander around when you're at a, a, a sort of absolutely spectacular place. I want to be able to take photographs, and I want to do that without having my suit sort of in the way. So I, 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 I want... I mean, obviously, there's going to be a dev diary about this at some point, filling in some of the details about how exploration is going to work, filling in some of the details about how the scavenging uh, mechanics is going to work away from settlements. Um... I, I'm I, I can't wait basically to find out a bit more about these things. Yeah, Plato. I want to see how we transition from gameplay element to gameplay element. That for me is the big thing. We've had no hints on that whatsoever. The the lift in the apex was the very kind of first hint of that. But I really want to see how do we get from um, ship to foot? What's that going to look like? Are we going to get that? first step moment on a planet you know the one giant leap mode are we going to get that or is it going to be fade to black and now you're on the planet's surface 
um, is that kind of thing that I really want to see because I think that's important. I forgot yeah. to say something. Yeah. What, oh. <laughs> what do Thargoids look like? <laughs> yeah. oh, well, if we're adding in second things, I got more. <laughs> I've, got, I've got millions of stuff, millions of things. So. Yeah, we got one, you got one question. We continue afterwards. And uh, Plato, you, you pretty much took uh, stole the the same question I have. I, I agree. The, uh, the the transition effects I think is going to be very important for how the game is going to be received. It's going to be so important for how the game is going to feel and it's because it's going to be pretty much the thing we're going to be, be spending and we're going to see so many times doing a gameplay session so how that works i think is so important so we really like to get some uh, some news on that real 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 quick let me let me add this because i think it's super important they have said that every aspect of gameplay is going to be sort of transposed onto on foot what is the biggest single aspect of gameplay that we've all done over the last year? Everybody in the entire I'm... game, pretty much mining. And they have not mentioned mining at all. They, that is a huge question mark, I think, in everybody's mind. I Sorry. It's gonna be, I think it's going to be a dedicated dev diary just to mining. And that actually is not the next question, which is, what do you think the topic of the next di dev diary is going to be and when? Because that's what everybody want to know right now, I think. You got to pick uh, a person. Right. Uh, uh, we'll start with Waterspoon this time. Okay, I th I think it's likely that they're they're trying to hit a one month um, sort of schedule for these things. So every month there's going to be something new. Perhaps it'll get a little bit busier as we get towards the beta. It'd be nice to think so. Um, what they're going to cover next, I have no real idea. I would have thought they'd probably either want to show a mission loop or perhaps a little bit of combat, hmm. because they're both they're both going to be exciting things that are going to get people interested. True. Yeah. Um, Plato? Um, I'm going to go with the one month as well, because I, that's what I think it looks. That's what I think it'll be. Um, I think so far we've seen a very brief introduction of stuff, so we're moving into this more in-depth stuff now, and we've seen what the new assets like look like on foot, places you can walk around. I'm hoping we're going to see... I reckon Xenobiology will be the next one. And what that looks like although maybe not because they probably don't want to give away what all these brand new bits of wildlife look like um, but i'm thinking that's what it might be okay uh i 100 percent agree on the timeline i think you saw dev diary one at the last week of august you saw dev diary two the last days of september i think you're going to see dev diary three around the october 25th to 31st mark um, as far as what it's going to be, no clue for sure. The only thing that they've hinted at is that they've put together a lot of stuff and they want to do a big thing on the suits specifically. So I think that just how Odyssey, you know, it, the, the ships are the new suits of Odyssey, I think is a is very clear theme that they're trying to get across. I think a perfect way to do that would be end of October, a whole dev diary all on suit bits and getting into the nitty-gritty of the different modules and engineering abilities and whatnot again i think the one month is pretty much everybody agrees on that so in about a month's time i think and i hope mining not just because i'm biased towards mining but also because i think frontier is going to save the the big reveals right up to launch they won't the, they want the big announcements there and i think what people is going to be at least also people outside the elite dangerous community is going to be combat and that's why i think we're going to get some of the 
what maybe from an outside perspective is a smaller topic first, which is I would assume to be mining. That's my guess and hope. Now, the next one has a little bit of background story. I think we have time for it because on when was that play that we live streamed Wednesday? Uh, no, it was Tuesday, no. wasn't it? Was it? It was Tuesday. Yeah, okay. Tuesday. Me and Plato made a bet. <laughs> <laughs> so we were discussing when we think that the first beta for Odyssey is going to launch and when the launch for the uh, the full game is going to come out. And the winner of the bet is going to be allowed to shoot the other person in the face and get the first kill on that person on foot. <laughs> um, <laughs> my bet, it's going to be good, yeah. My bet was... I remember what I said. Was it uh, November, I think, for the beta, and mid-February for the uh, for the launch? Just to clarify, when you guys said the person gets to get a face shot on the other person, you did specify with guns, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was important, but so um, I think according to my little note here, you said uh, that you were to get the beta mid-January and the launch in March. Um, yeah, so I said mid-January, launch in March, and you said mid-November for beta launch, uh, sorry, for beta, and then mid-February yeah. for launch. Yeah. Yes. What about uh, you two? Kai, do we have any guesses? I think... Uh, line here, so... <laughs> I, I missed what you just said, what? There's no, uh, there's no like, uh, bullet to the face on the line here. Just ah, you're going to get fair. a free pass. Yes. Good, good. Uh, let's see. I think uh, I think we're gonna see two rounds of of betas. Um, I think we're gonna see the first one middle of November, a short one. And I think uh, for launch, uh, I'm sticking. I'm holding firm to the week of January fifteenth. I think we're gonna see it between the fifteenth and the whatever the, the, the whatever that calendar week as it plays. One of the days of that week. Okay. Was that, uh, did I break the game by giving saying that there's going to be? I think there's going to be two betas. No, no. Okay, I think there's going to be three. And Plato, you thought two as well last time we talked. Yeah, um, at minimum, minimum of two. I think there will mm. be. I'm betas. I think there will be as many as they need. Yes, is is, is is my honest answer on that. I don't really want to give like an exact number. Two at minimum, as many as needed. Okay, um, it depends because. You remember they've they've made this game to run on loads of different bits of hardware, and we have even more combinations than they could possibly imagine. Um, plus, we break I, stuff. I, so, right. yeah, I think we still need water spoon, right? Yes. So, the original plan was to release really at the beginning of December, wasn't it? And then they they, they had to slip that sort of due to COVID and various other things. Um, so at the moment they're saying Q1. 2021 yeah. 33 as I think of it um and I think at the moment they're probably still aiming for January if they can manage that but working working backwards that means that the beta would have to have certainly the first beta would have to start fairly soon so yeah. you know possibly even the beginning of November which is quite scary because that's only four weeks away um so uh, yeah, I mean, I, it'd be nice to think the beta would start that soon, but do they really have that much time? Uh, I mean, have they pinned everything down? They're, they're, they're still talking about balancing and still developing some parts of the of the gameplay. If they're 
if they're not ready four weeks before the beta, perhaps perhaps it will push back a bit. I don't know. I'd like to think it'll be November, though, and I'd like to think the launch at the moment, they're probably aiming realistically towards the end of January. I'd mm. like to submit a, an addendum to your bet between Plater and Down to Earth. You should make a tiebreaker question of when do you think pre-orders will go? Oh. <laughs> uh, um, I have no clue. I couldn't even begin oh, to think that. Oh, maybe together with the beaters, uh, when we begin to get uh, get gameplay footage out of it. That's See, what the... mm, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you'd get it before... I think you'd have to have pre-launch before the betas, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think uh, honestly, I think that the the the, uh, the if you look at the fact that they just changed it to where they're rolling in Horizons into base game on October twenty seventh, I think that that was done strategically to sort of clear the decks and allow them to put a pre-order out there and have potential purchasers look and say, "What is my investment going to be if I get in on the pre-order? It's going to be." base game which now includes horizon and odyssey so i think that the reason why they put it for october 27th is in the first week of november at the latest i think in that time you're going to see the pre-orders yeah so um i don't know if there were any of you guys who needed to uh, to to leave uh here at uh, at the two hour mark but if you do then uh, then now is the time i will be continue streaming a bit and chit chatting about everything and nothing if you guys want to um okay I think I shall leave now. Thank you very much. It was a really fascinating talk. I'm, I'm sort of e even more excited now for, for, for what's going to happen with Odyssey and what's going to happen with the next reveal. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you very much. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And then okay. there were us. And then there was... Yeah, us. All of the class left the room. Um, I do actually have... I have a really good question from one of my moderators um, yeah. from my Discord and um, YouTube channel. Um, so I'll ask you guys how you think the community team is doing on their streams as opposed to a year ago and oh, how they've changed and also how they deal with the community and interact with us. Um, okay. I have, I think the, the how they're doing with the streams are, well, obviously they are a lot less polished than they used to be, but to be fair, they don't have access to a professional studio any longer. <laughs> now they have whatever equipment that Stephen mm. and, uh, and Arthur have at home. <laughs> so uh, that is that. Regarding how they're managing the community, I think it, they have improved a lot. I, if you think back a year, Frontier had that rumor back. They, they never tell the community anything. They just tell people that change is going to happen like less than 24 hours before the change. Yeah. I think they've opened up a lot. I think they are, they're really, I, mean, I think it feels like, at least to me, that they really want to share a lot. Of course, they have the whole what can we share and when thing, so they always have to go back and check with the back office. But I think they're doing, um, uh, I think they're doing a tremendous job thinking of the, when you consider the situation that we're in with, uh, with COVID and everything. Yeah. That's my point of view. Um, I, I will give mine, but then I demand to hear Plater's because I want to hear your insightful uh, view on it as well. Uh, with all due respect to Paige, Will, and and Stephen in this case, uh, who whom I, I I love, I think all three of them are excellent human beings. I think that they were constricted at that time 
by a set of factors that because of that, not because of them, everything was super, super vague and weird and non-committal and, you know, uh, soon, 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 the same answer for months and months and months. And <clears throat> I think that uh, as opposed to now with Art, Bruce, Stephen, same Stephen, and, and Paul, they are in a different situation. I think they are much more able to interact dynamically and meaningfully, and, and they are taking advantage of that. Part of that, I think, is due to background situation. And a good chunk of that, I, I honestly believe, is Art, when he came in, sort of argued vociferously for changing the way that that the community team interacted and i think between them as well as uh al hibbard the the product manager and then some other people uh that i, I don't want to name in case for their privacy that 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 are working on different things um i think that there's so much more openness now so much more even if you look at <clears throat> let's be honest the, the 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 first sneak peek of odyssey dropped a week early it was supposed to drop a week later with the ign thing they were supposed to Mm -hmm. debut it there and have a big ta-da when it dropped early there was a whole what do we do? Uh, it was it was there and then it was pulled and then it was there again and then they just like, shortly after posted stuff and then they came on and they kind of even just at that point were like yep we released it they didn't sort of say oops that was a mistake they didn't whatever even if just from that uh back in 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 june to 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 now when this happened and it got out early, it was the exact same situation. It got out early. It bit them in the ass. They were like, ah, oh, what do we do? They pulled it. Then they were like, screw it. Just release it. They came right on that day, did a stream, didn't have much to say other than, yep, guys, sorry. Uh, this is a little whatever. We had planned on telling you this tomorrow because they had already even declared that it was going to be released the following day. Sorry. Uh, you know, things happen. We're going to roll with it that openness and that honesty and that that mm. uh, engagement level i think is super exciting i love it i think it's exactly the right step um and 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 just a hundred percent yay it's it's good if you look at stuff like in that live stream yesterday somebody asked art literally will we have cqc on foot in odyssey and art goes he's like look and this was, and you could pull it up on the video. It was an hour, 17 minutes and 32 seconds in. Art goes, will there be CQNC on foot? Look, we're not going to talk about that right now. There's more stuff. It'll come later, but yes. And then move to the next thing. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, I want to have your babies. I love Art. He is awesome. All right. Now your thoughts, Plato. Right. My thoughts are, so the quality of live stream can't really and, and talking production quality you just can't consider it you can't consider it you can't no. even think about it because 100 it's that they don't have the same opportunity because at the end of the day they have to look out for each other and they have to look at look out for the people they interact with um so staying socially distanced is correct um i think that is that's the right thing to do um and so therefore we can't consider the that how they do things um in that way um, what we can look at, though, is the quality of what they do actually do. Um, and I think the quality of what they actually do is so varied depending on 
um, who you get and who you talk to. And I think that's something that needs to be worked on is that there's a lot of, um, like you said, Arthur's fantastic. Um, now, we don't hear enough from Bruce to make, um, for me to be able to make a judgment um, on how his delivery of content is when it comes to the dev diaries and the deep dives and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he says some funny stuff on streams, definitely give him that, totally fine. I have nothing negative to say either. Um, but then we have Stephen, and Stephen's presentation of The Last Dev Diary, I think he was, um, he really needed some backup on stream and a bit more um, information like this time. Um, what information? prepared answers ahead um, because he kind of got stitched up almost it feels like being on his own to handle that bigger deal of a live stream and i think that really shows no one's ever done a discovery scanner or a dev diary deep dive on their own they nope. always have someone with them and not just in chat you know they have someone sat on the sofa with them most people sat on the sofa with them because it's it's exciting and everyone's like wait let's do it um, and, and, I they think all, and they would have people behind the camera as well. Yes, yeah. Doing all the, um, doing their, their, vid their video inserts and stuff like that and their transitions. And there are some things you can do quite easily. Um, as a simple transition is one of them using a stream deck. Um, I use one. Um, I imagine Astro, you use one as well. Um, I just like to I'll, I'll, I'll get to that eventually. But yeah, <laughs> it's not it, <laughs> you know, it, it's something you do. You press some buttons and it changes scenes for you, and that's quite an easy thing to set up. Um, but I think prep time can come into it if you if you only have so much time to do everything on your own in your home. <laughs> it's just you. You're on your own. No one else can mm. set up your stream deck for you. You have to do it yourself. Um, so I think there's a there's some of that to be considered. Uh, we had some of the experts on, which is great. That's good to hear from them. But yeah. Um, Arthur has been quite a uh, fresh of breath air when it comes to delivery of information. Um, but as soon as he went, we're not going to talk about that. But yes, it's like, know it, know it. He's going to say it. He's going to say something. He's going to let slip something. Obviously, it was on the list of things that he's allowed to say. Um, but choose, it's the delivery of it, I think, is very, very important. And I've got to say, um, it's great having Arthur um, involved. Um, I understand he's a very busy guy and he is championing this communication mm. for us as well the delivery of communication which is um which is great mm. really good awesome nice yeah that was my one question that i had i didn't have any other questions uh, okay that's what i had i've got a couple of things to add to the list to, to talk about with you guys um did you guys notice in the video on the part where the the the, the talking in the background was uh obviously in odyssey the main way that you're going to earn money is through doing missions and completing them successfully and turning them in but there's other things you could do like stealing stuff whatever yeah. at that part of the video it shows just a guy walking down a hallway and i was like why the hell are they showing us just a guy walking down a hallway and you can't see anything at all it's just a hallway with some pipes you know hydraulic type stuff on the on the walls and there's a couple of crates or whatever so i played it like eight times and i looked and i'm like what am i not seeing here why the hell are they showing this and then i tripped on the fact that the guy looks like he's got his back to you so you can't see his face but what you can see is his whole right side he's walking he's wearing a suit he's got a rifle slung over his shoulder and on the right side of his head he has and i i, I 
pulled it up, made it as big as possible and played it back this like three second clip like 10 times and watched it. It looks like, do you remember there was a bad movie with like Jean-Claude Van Damme or whatever, Universal Soldier, where they had, and it looked kind of like, remember uh, Jean-Luc Picard when he was captured by the Borg and he had that weird ocular like visor thing over his right eye? There was in that clip, you can see it looks like either maybe on the side, it looks like he's not wearing a helmet, but he's got one of those weird eye. There's some kind of apparatus stuck to the right side of his head going around to the front of on the right side of his head. And I was like, that's super, super interesting to me. I wonder if this is going to be a, you know, is this a, 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 mod, a suit module that you can can maybe, you know, throw on there some kind of weird locutus of board type Whoa. type only thing is right is that in the previous scene here you go um where they're standing in front of the window because I've got, I've got the video up on my stream now they the two characters that are standing in front of the window also have them and is like nobody is talking about it it's super i think it's super now, interesting it looks to me like it's attached to the gun <laughs> Um, the gun that's on their back. Oh. Or, is it we've got... or... Or someone has suggested it's a flashlight, which it could be, because this is what we have been shown, is whenever they mention exploration, because we know that we've, this, this is probably the exploration suit, because we've seen the combat one, which looks all Darth Vader-y, or they showed that, and we've seen the salv salvage one, which had all the webbing on it and stuff like that, and the harnesses. based on the modules you put on it. Mm, it could be, yeah. Actually, it could be. It, I just think that that's... I, I thought that was interesting, and I, I was like, hmm, nobody's really talking about this. I wonder. It's, it's an interesting thought of the, what is that? You know? Yeah. yeah. That's, um, I'm not saying I know what it is. I'm just saying what it looked like to me, and I was like, oh, that's, I find that super interesting. That, and the other bit that I thought was super interesting is there's a bit <clears throat> kind of very close to that, actually played within a couple seconds of that, where you see the back of... What the hell? Hold on, I was just floating in space and apparently I'm getting interdicted. Ooh. All right. Hang on. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry. Because um, you know we're talking about that bit. Literally just after, you see a section of the, what looks like the, the pilot's lounge, and you see someone walking towards you with their gun on their back, and they've got that black thing. And it looks like it's attached to the gun. Interesting. So but could it be because I know in the f uh, uh, 4K universe you have these um, basically it's a scope that you put on your rifle or your, your weapon but instead of it being like an optical scope where you have to put your head down it goes up to like a, a, a thing you have in your head and in that case the thing is an implant you put into your into your, your head so you get you can see through the scope basically it, it could be something that how that's going to work in games going to be very confusing, but I could see the benefit of basically just put out your hands around the corner with your only with your gun, and then you can look out through the scope. <laughs> How interesting would that be? It, well, I mean, we have that in um, the Cyberpunk <coughs> universe. They have the same thing. Dunkle or Ashton chat regarding first person versus third person. Uh, I think that it's they've already stated pretty clearly first that it's person. going to be first person. Yep, they've yeah, said they that have. specifically. Hopefully, we're going to get a, a camera sweep for on foot. I would assume so. I was yeah. surprised we didn't. But uh, it was also come up in the Twitch chat earlier today. But it has not been 100% confirmed that we're going to mm -hmm. get uh, 
get that thought. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to guess, I would guess that you're gonna still get a camera suite, but it may be a thing where they say like, because it's hard to sort of control it or whatever, when you're in the camera suite, it's because your character is sort of stationary and at that point, whatever. And, and that would be fine. That would allow Watherspoon to still get his great snapshot on the, you know, on a Vista or whatever, but without... Exactly. Just do on ships that you can you can fly around the camera in, in free camera mode, or you can then attach the camera either to the physical surroundings or to your character so it has a follow cam. You're not going to have any UI, so you're not going to be able to aim at anything. <laughs> So you're not going to be able to use it for actual gameplay, but you can do the cinematic shots if you want to. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming. So basically exactly the same as we had for ships, but just on. So the other thing that I thought that was, was interesting at around that point, so it was just a few seconds after that, the guy walking down the hallway with whatever the hell that was, uh, maybe on the side of his helmet or head or whatever, maybe on the rifle, you know, we'll see. But uh, the other thing was interesting is a few seconds after that, two characters at aster's hope with their back to you they're looking out a window and the window that they're looking at shows sort of that archway that says aster hope 2 from from within a few seconds of the to the beginning and as the camera scrolls what you see to the right side up the hill maybe a thousand yards up the hill there's a whole other series of buildings and whatever and and that to me now i know now we have gotten the information that well the settlements are much larger than the planetary po ports and starports and whatever but at the time i was thinking the, of the settlements as smaller things and then when mm. i saw that that clip of like whoa there's more buildings up the hill there i was thinking to myself like okay maybe maybe it's not aster's hope too maybe it's aster's hope and it's two as in like the second cluster of buildings and one is up the hill that first cluster of buildings and this way is three and that way is four and that maybe it's going to be a bunches of clusters or something and i i just that was another thing that i picked out from the video that i was like whoa this is cool that's different than what i was sort of expecting hmm. possible yeah. Did any of you notice in the dev diary when you have that view from inside the Cobra flying in the hangar looking at the... <laughs> no chevrons? No, no, no. Oh, when you When you're, so you're in, in the, in the uh, Cobra view and you're, you're flying in the hangar, they're flying over the building where the social hub is. Mm -hmm. You can't see through the windows. Correct. I think those, those windows are gr like literally sort of flat gray or whatever. Yeah. I think the way that it works is this. I think <clears throat> I think that you are instanced when you land. So just the same way as now you're instanced when you land in that. I think what happens is you fly in and that's you. So you're seeing the stuff and you just see gray because you can't actually see inside of those windows, no matter how close you would get. You land. When you land, your ship goes down the elevator as it does now. And that is the instancing demarcation line. And once you're inside the station, then it's fairly seamless for that part. But if you notice, like right now, remember a couple months back, somebody had said something to the effect of, <clears throat> I think it was Dabstot had said something to the effect of, when, or maybe it was Luke Betterton on, on when they did the live thing. They said something to the effect of, like, let's say you're playing in solo mode, right? And you go to your fleet carrier. Let's say you happen to have a buddy at that exact same moment that's landing in your fleet carrier in a gold-plated beluga. 
you will see the gold beluga that your friend is flying land. You'll see it come and on the launch pad. What they you do is there's some You don't see it. No. It doesn't what? happen. It does not happen. Do tested. you remember when that was said? And so I guess you tested it and it, it just it doesn't out to happen. not be true? Yeah, it just doesn't happen. Um because I, I'm always flying a golden Corvette. And there's no one who has ever seen a Corvette land at my um at my carrier that I am not in. And the same way that I have people who end up in different instances and come and land at my carrier. And there are certain ships that, that NPCs do not fly anywhere apart from um, conflict zones and um, signal sources. Corvette's hmm. one of them. Um, that can happen. I personally think the debarkation point will be when you leave your um, when you leave the ship because you can still see people when you um, down in the um, in the hangar bays. So I think that that isn't an interesting point. To that that's how outposts can get people stuck there. You're like get off the pad. You know, it's all people on, on there and they're inside and they're changing stuff over. Um, I think the deprecation point will be when you do change your mode of gameplay, which would be going from ship to foot. So do you think, Plater, that you're sitting in your seat, you've landed your ship in the hangar, you look down between your legs just now, like how you would do to get in the SRV, and instead you go to that panel and select exit ship, the screen goes black and it comes up and you're either at the top or at the bottom of the steps of your ramp of your ship or what do you think i'm um, honestly i can see i can see frontier doing that i don't want them to i want them to do something a bit more seamless <coughs> i okay. don't know what that would be though I, I don't know how you do it without it being you press a button to get up in some way or look at a menu because um front um sorry elite is quite menu driven mm. God, that's a software thing yeah um, you know <laughs> But it is quite menu-driven, that if you want to launch a fighter, you look at a menu. If you want to dock your ship, you look at a menu. If you want to um, deal with your fleet carrier, you look at a menu. If you want to get a mission, you look at a menu. If you want to sell something, you look at a menu. Like, you know, you get the point now, don't you? Um, Are there menus, so, you're saying, I think? Um, uh, more than a cheap restaurant. Fair. Um, All right. You know, it's like, I think that would be the, the quickest and easiest way to do it. I want Frontier to have not taken that as the way out. Um... That's what I think. And also, something that I'm desperate to point out now is okay. that, you know, we spoke about the social harbors being on the spike in the middle of the um, of the stations. That's not mm -hmm. where they are. No. No. Um, just, they're, just because they're located we on it, the inner... Well, they're, yeah, they're not so surface. far from the spike. With Where they're at is on the inner side of the barrel. Just like as I was yeah. describing it on the behemoth, you know, the in, inside of the barrel, and they spin it up to create the gravity. But yeah, I just had to mention it because I know we mentioned it earlier about it being there, and I, that's where it would be. I don't, so. I don't think that, I don't think that Watherspoon was saying they were on the spike. I think he was saying they were close to the spike, and and the inside of the barrel is not that far com from the spike as compared to the hub wheels outside. But hmm. it's not, it's not. You're again. What I was saying is, and that's the point that I made to Watherspoon is that you're losing sight of the scale of even though the inside of the barrel seems to us to be close because whatever i think it's still like a mile apart or more like it's it's far it's not close something 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 on the um what you see and what you don't and what you instance for people is um i've spoken a lot about scale in the cobra engine before mm. um mainly my lack of understanding of how you would scale something so let's say you've got the cobra engine now that runs Planet Zoo, Planet Coaster, and Elite Dangerous. 
mm-hmm. now. And Jurassic. Um, I, yeah, and Jurassic, Jurassic World. Um, so, here's the thing. What is the, what is the size of an anaconda in the um, in the Cobra region? Is it is it the hundreds of meters long that it is, or is it the same size as a tiger within the Cobra engine? So, because mm-hmm. when you build yes. something in an engine, you have a unit of measurements you use, and then you have um, a scale that you stick to. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm wondering: or is a space? How big is a space? Station? It's freaking huge. So you get this. You know, it's like that's 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 thousands of meters versus yes. the hundreds for the anaconda versus the two for a human, and. I'm wondering at what point there will be that because are you rendering everything that you see from your eyes on foot exactly no. the same as it's being rendered if you were in your ship? In a
thousand feet. Obviously, he's going to see us as two little dots. He's not going to see us as the the details of us the way I would see of you just being 50 feet away. I think it's the same thing, but just but in smart people, computer programming version. What I am talking about with this, because I'm probably not explaining myself very well, but okay, if something is 50 meters away from me inside the social hub, mm-hmm. but it's outside, but then you are 50 meters away from it in your Cobra, Will we see the same thing? Wait, wait, That's wait. My when, big you say, when you say outside, you mean, I mean outside of a station in, or outside of a window or outside? It's um, outside in what context? So, as in outside the window. Would you, would you ask but me? inside the station. So, like in the in the barrel, in the, yeah. in the, the, the yeah. central? Yeah. I, I, I think, think we. I think you will. If, 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 if I'm outside in my ship in the barrel and you two are standing in. Side getting drunk, Loki in a beluga comes in and block the whole. Um, I think we will both be able to see that beluga. I, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder about. Yeah, I wonder about that, and, and we know is going to happen because this is a video game, and people. Are stupid. What we're going to fly right into. that window crash bar you'll see that beluga flying right up and then bounce off of the the roof i don't know i wonder is that that kind of what you were saying plater is it's that, that kind is that kind of thing it's like, level, like will we have the same experience will it be um that will we, it just be a location-based kind of telemetry thing where it says oh there isn't there is an orca here you can see it or you know you can see this beluga on the way in it's very close if we're very close now but you don't need to know what the shields are doing because you're inside. I would be, I have no clue to answer to your question, but I'm very interested to find out. I can't wait. Yeah. To, on day one, I'm definitely going to call my mm-hmm. buddy Dubs and say, hey, fly your beluga. I'm going to be standing there at the window, fly your beluga into it. I want to see at what point, if if A, if I see a beluga come through the mail slot, B, if I see a beluga approach the station, I think I that I believe can be done because literally in the video what they showed in the in the video in the first second of the dev diary 2 they showed the cobra flying right over the bar well we know that like if when you see the in in uh cockpit footage number one again no chevrons on the movement indicator what the hell is that about how long ago was this done and number two uh it shows that he was actually supposed to not even fly over the bar. He was supposed to go to landing pad 12 behind and to the left. So like they obviously they did it for the purpose of capturing the footage. So I think they literally had a guy fly over there. So that gives me reason to believe that they will, uh, unless they did it sort of with dev magic for, for the trailer purposes. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. That's all interesting. Did you guys notice no chevrons on the movement indicator there? Is maybe they're working on a dead either A, this is old footage, or B, they're working on some weird different dev build that for some reason doesn't have the chevron indicator. I don't know why you would leave that out. I think so what I think it what it could be, I don't know, but what it could be is they have had two different teams working on Elite at the same time one was doing the whole fleet carrier thing and the other one was, was working odyssey at the same time 
and I believe the new uh, the new like uh, shepherds that you're talking about were introduced with the fleet carriers, right? No, those were introduced in September of 2019. Those were introduced way okay. back. It might okay. It could still be that you so. When you do software development, what you have is you have a, a versionized repository of your code. And what you then commonly do is when you start a new project, you make a branch of that code. So you say, whatever state it's in, I'm going to essentially take a copy and we're going to work on that copy. And when we're done, we're going to merge it in with the main branch. So basically like rail tracks. So you go on your separate little uh, rail tracks and you do all your work and you do your Odyssey. And when Odyssey is done, you push to master and then you push it out to all the clients out there. Um, when that was made, when they did that uh, original um, branching, I don't know, but that could be very old. They would probably have to merge in some of the other changes that has been done just so they don't end up... I mean, it wouldn't work if they were building it based on a version of the code that was over two years old and haven't done any imports from, from the other changes that's already gone live. That would probably end badly. But... I think it's fair to assume that they could have made that branch a long time ago. And when that video was made, I mean, we don't know. They could have had that lying around for years already. Hmm. That maybe they They've were been just... working on this for a long time. They have. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It's like a long I, time. I'm just saying that when I saw that, it, it, that jumped out at me as another reminder of pretty much exactly what you're saying, Plater. Like, wow. It, that It really... You can get a skewed perspective just with the limited information that we have on this side. And then when you get little, just little sneak peeks of things that make you wonder like, whoa, could this theoretically have been something that they had in in a certain sort of mode, at least that long ago. And that's that's just interesting to me. <laughs> Doug Law made a good point when I talk about version night code and he said, how many times have we seen old box being reintroduced after a patch and yes we have seen yeah. that yeah quite a few times and that could be a result that they maybe oh, don't what you're always talking about correctly yeah now, i've got someone um someone in my chat here old crow express who says um but you normally branch off of a current master not a previous version and even so you would merge yeah. the master into the branch on a regular basis to ensure stability and all i can think is yes, that, that the, um, the chevrons are a cosmetic change and minor and are unimportant to be merged. And that's the only thing I can think is like, oh, we don't need to worry about that. We just know that works and there'll be no conflict. I you will leave it to one side. I will be the first to tell you that whenever stuff like this, I notice stuff, but I think there are many other people in this conversation that are way smarter than me on this aspect that would know what that means. I just see it and go, hmm, you know? Let me ask you guys a Okay, go ahead. I say, I have no experience when it comes to game programming or programming whatsoever, but I have had a bit of experience with project management. So that's where my thoughts would be coming from for this. Can uh, I ask, and logic. Can I ask you guys something sort of unrelated to Dev Diary 2, but I think very much related to Odyssey theoretically and makes me wonder. And I talked about this with Astro yesterday. I brought it up to him and we, we had a little private mm -hmm. conversation. Um, with regard to the current CG, yes, I find it to be very, very interesting. And, and, and the reason for that is that they offer as a reward if you for the 
Liz Ryder side. Well, first off, let's look at the CG has three precedents that it's setting that I find interesting. The first precedent is if the empire is victorious, Liz Ryder is going to go to an empire prison and will be replaced. She will no longer be an engineer. And it says that if you have her leveled up already, that you will still have access to an engineer at that location, but the new representative will be an empire citizen. Now, so number one, that I think is huge in that they're really showing with the narrative of this, they're potentially shaking up the map. They're giving the possibility of major things. If engineers and potentially power play people, I'm thinking, and I know that that's me leading whatever, I know speculation, whatever, but if these sort of important people of that level, engineers and power play, are at risk. I think, you know, there's a there's a thing like a lot of cheesy, you know, 80s television shows, whatever you dismiss it, ah, it's bad writing. Ah, it's okay, you know that they're all gonna win in the end, yada yada yada. But when you get a show like, you know, Game of Thrones, where like major characters that you're massively attached to could die or go away or whatever, that people find that super compelling and interesting. I think for a reason that it, it raises the stakes and adds to the realism. So number one, you have an engineer here at peril. That's massive. And if that engineer goes away, will the new empire engineer like just be a copy paste and like it's still the same missile racks. It's still the same stuff, but it's a new face giving it. Or will that person give new stuff? That would be interesting, whatever. I was, I was under the impression that that this engineer would be the same, but the unlock requirement would rather than be like go and deliver a ton of landmines or whatever does this wants. So I think it's landmines, right? Yes. Then it was gonna be a rank unlock, just like the cutter and systems unlock. Maybe. But I mean, so that's changing yet another aspect of the mechanism of how that works, which is interesting. So that's the first precedent. The second precedent here is if Liz side wins you'll get an engineered module. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't remember any CGs before giving engineered modules. That's something completely new and different. And the third precedent set here, if you read carefully the wording of what you actually get, it's not just an engineered module, it's a double engineered yep. module. It says, and I quote, if victorious supporters ending in the top 75% of contributors will have a fully engineered lightweight and high capacity class two seeker missile rack with the thermal cascade put into storage for them at the ba 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 ba. So you're talking about a high cap five, lightweight five at the same time, two primary attributes and the uh, uh, experimental effect of the thermal cascade. I've been thinking about it since we talked about yesterday. Unless you want to read it out, you get a lightweight thermal cascade and a high cap thermal cascade. I don't. I, it I, is if, double engineers. It definitely is. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. It sounds like the wording is you have to really twist it if you want to understand yeah. it. The way that it's two separate modules. That but would it be sounds like an old engineered module. Yes. If if you are right, uh, if that uh, or theory is right, uh, down to earth, Astro, and and somebody worded it that way, meaning we're going to give you two fully engineered separate modules, fire that person. That person does not need to be writing. <laughs> Talking, uh, 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 releases of information, but I suspect, and and Plater just indicated he suspects that no, they're talking about a doubled engineer. So 
that's three amazing precedents there set in one CG. I, I think the double engineering thing is it's to me it's a double-edged sword here because if that opens up for the possibilities that we in the future is going to be able to double engineer our modules so we can put two on them maybe the second one's required double the material so it's going to be super expensive to do but you can do it if you want to that's one thing the other thing is if not if we're not going to be able to do this then all of a sudden you're in a situation where people who played this community goal that's running right now will get access to a module that nobody is ever going to be able to get access to in the future. That Correct. means if you have someone who's been playing the game for years and they've been doing their community goals and they got all their double engineered modules that was part of those community goals, then some new guy, he's going to join tomorrow and he is never going to be able to get the same experience. Cobra Mark IV? Yeah, it's essentially a new These aren't game changing though. They're like a Seeker Missile Rack with, with two no, any Seeker Missile Rack isn't game changing. One, not when you have one module, but right now we're running a community goal a week almost, or every other week or something. Every week. Every week. Right, right now. now. Right now, yeah. If you but got... this has to be it has to be special. Like if you were to keep introducing things like this, it would, this particular thing would lose its special. It would start to lose its appeal to people. And I don't see us having double engineering being introduced ever. Engineering well, I... is so... God, could you, could you imagine having a plasma accelerator that is both efficient and overcharged at the same time? <coughs> yeah. Oh, I've been... Oh, sorry. Efficient, for instance, such that you both give reduction to thermals. Uh, there are two, at least two or three, I think, on the, on the PAs that give reduction to the thermal output of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would make them outraged and you just completely negate the downside running, of running PAs. Hmm. Running clo clo cold plasmas? Yeah. Now, here's something that you need. we all need to keep in mind. When they've already stated publicly that their design philosophy for community goals is that they're minimal effort, maximum impact, using existing in-game resources. This is not, this is a, yeah, one yeah. would think, this is a whole new sort of level of you'd have to create a system to be able to double engineer modules this is this, i think in the code there's nothing preventing a module from having two engineering modifications on it they just never enabled us to allow us to do it but like the technical side behind it could support that it could have been there all the time they're just just now enabling it i just and, wonder yeah. if I just wonder if either A, this is a portent of, in the in, in Odyssey, you'll be able to double engineer your stuff, theoretically, possibility, who knows, maybe, maybe not, Number and B, or now in CGs in the future, we're going to sometimes, sometimes give out a weapon that has a double engineer or whatever, and it might not be, I don't think it's game changing with regard to this one missile rack, but if three months from now you know uh uh 12 cgs later out of those 12 cgs three of them give some double engineered module you might end up with a month you know a couple months from now a ship that now has four double engineered three new ones plus the one that we're talking about here double engineered weapons of some type that if you were to put them together could actually make a serious have a serious effect and i think yeah. i'll be honest with you 
while I, if they introduce double engineering, I absolutely will jump on board and be the first guy to double engineer all of my stuff because yes, I'm a min-maxer, but for the good of the game, like what I think would be healthy and viable and a good choice, I'm not so sure that I think that that would be a good idea for them to introduce double engineered modules. Oh, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen either. And I think it would be too powerful, to be honest, if you could double engineer them. Unless there's like, oh, if you do it, you lose half the effect of one and then you get like half of each. I don't know. There, there could be ways to balance it. But overall, I would much rather see new engineering modifications, new experimental effects, rather than just saying, hey, you can now do twice of everything. Engineering is such a delicate balance. Like at the moment, it is so delicate and it is tipped in certain places, which mm -hmm. is why you have, you know, the PvP meta of um, your three plasmas, two rails. Like there is a reason why that's the meta. And or... if you were to double engineer stuff, it would throw it either way too far where it's impossible to be remotely, even possibly even think of being competitive, um, unless you have a single build. And it would be only a single build because well, I mean, maxes. Even even more so than that, if you take it, if you scale it back to a larger scope, why you have the PvP meta of the, the Fertilance. I mean, the Fertilance was just meh before engineering because the Fertilance was such a tricky thing to get with regard to your power requirements, your power usage consumption requirements, that you could make a glass cannon Fertilance or you could make a super weak, but you know, highly effective and mobile Fertilance, but you couldn't have a decently tanky and good uh, offensive capable Fertilance. And then when they brought in the uh, power plant engineering uh, and, and to a lesser extent, but still adding on to that effect, the power distribu distributor engineering, it made Fertilance's much more attractive as a, as a whole. Mm. I just yeah. thought, I, I wanted to ask you guys, so like, Plater, you haven't answered yet, you, you talked about one aspect. What do you think about the idea of this, 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 this uh, um, CG is bringing in the concept of an engineer in peril, like an engineer could go away. Now, let's be honest, they're not gonna, because everybody's gonna run for her for the missile rack, but it could happen in theory at least it's an option that they had to accept when they put that on the table if people were going to call their bluff what do you think about that um let's face it it's gonna the engineer won't disappear this person this rider means nothing to me uh like i have no emotional investment um if i were to roleplay it she means nothing to me either um she's just someone that provides a service to the ploid when he needs it as does everybody because that's the way the ploid is but for me personally, um, Liz Ryder, I have her. I don't even know what she does. Missile racks and stuff like that. She, yeah, she, she never she used. I want two metric tons or two hundred metric tons of landmines. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've I've unlocked her to get into someone else. And if there's someone else with a different skin there, I don't care. Like, and then that's what it would be. It would just be a reskin for a majority of players. Where if they came in afterwards, they wouldn't know anything's happened. Um, so I don't feel like, to me personally, I think it's a big change. It would potentially just be a reskin, which is why everyone will go, yeah, don't really like the Empire, though. Because um, there's more people who don't like the Empire for different reasons than that will dislike this engineer. Um, well, that and it's uh, asymmetrical and like... rewards. If you yeah, fight for again, her, you defend her side and get missile racks. If you fight for the Empire, you defend their side and get bupkis. 
Yeah, you don't get anything for it. So I think that's really kind of off-putting. But then it's encouraging people to engage no matter what. Because you have to be in the top 75% in order to get the reward, um, I'm having to continue to, um, to to do the community goal rather than dipping in, getting my reward, and, and clearing ah, out. Just, just you know. go... Just go ham and get yourself in the top ten percent, and then just f off for the Sit weekend. Back. You'll still be in the top well, seventy-five. By I'm the in end. top twenty-five at the moment. You're good then. Um, You're good. So I'm hoping, but you never know because today is only Saturday, and there's a whole rest of the weekend to go. Now here's and, why you yeah. here's why you know because there's a, a majority of disinterested players who, as you say, don't really give a damn about her or the empire, are going to do just enough to get in the to the top seventy-five, and then whoosh, they're out. They're going to cash out. Um, but they have to wait for the community goal to finish to know they're in the top 75. That, that's and true. there are always overachievers out there. I would know. Because he stares back in a mirror. But I, I'm saying, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm pointing out, I think, like, let's look at the, the effects that happen. Let's just look at, uh, what was it, October 1st, okay? Just Thursday, October 1st. Here's what happened in the Elite Dangerous Galaxy. Number one, from the, the the change went into effect, the upgrade of 10 stations from little outposts to big either Coriolis or Orbis stations, which added to the, the uh, uh, population of those systems, which changed things within the PGS, which changed things within the markets. They had a list of stuff that they posted on that tweet that they're like, all of this stuff is going to be more valuable now. It changes Tritium. It changes all of that happened from a cg from two weeks prior in addition a ton of the population of the game got akinar permits for the first time people that weren't already hadn't already fallen under the allure of the cutter got their akinar permits where where i propose major story will be happening in the coming weeks based off of just common sense and looking at 80 percent of the storyline right now revolves around different some form of warfare whether it's leftist guerrillas or a false flag who knows whatever to be determined whatever but stuff is happening around the Duval family in Akinar. what do you okay so what do you think will happen let's let's assume uh, because it definitely looks like it's going to be the outcome of this huge goal that this writer is going to win this and the empire is going to lose yeah i it would be weird if the empire just went well okay <laughs> just i mean yeah. She she just she just made a bomb and blew up some of their stations. There. Allegedly, allegedly, okay. And also, she she doesn't engineers don't make enzyme missiles. Tech brokers do. So which whichever tech broker gave it to these people, not her. So I'm like, it's it's a lie. A on lie. top on top of that, I'm like, bro, <laughs> the person who's making the fucking oh, the person that's making the allegations is Denton Petraeus. This is the dude who literally. <laughs> had his buddy whack an emperor a few years back because his little hottie wanted to move up the line. I'm not trusting a word out of his mouth. <laughs> Convince me I'm wrong. Hey, don't need to. So, <laughs> yeah. <were> truth. <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now. It, it, now, now, look. In the end, we have several more CGs and, and Galnet stories and plot twists and whatever until we get to the end of this little mystery but in the end when us scooby commanders pull the hood off of the big bad nmla i think we're going to find it's most likely right now 
This is just my hunch. This is Arissa Lavinia Duvall whacking unfortunate branches of her family tree that she wants to old school get rid of, like like she's one of the you know Italian uh, 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 princes from back in the day that you want to get rid of the other city state leaders that have a claim to your to your throne because you want to make sure that your unchallenged your 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 authority is uncontested. And we if we see the NMLA make a move for for blue hair girl and if we see the nmla make a move for hadrian and if we see them make a move for other go ahead the what what's her name blue haired ashling 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 duval she's after after howard howard duval her dad yeah harold duval was her dad harold after he died she's next in line right uh, he was so, already he was already kind of disinherited. Yeah, disinherited and said you're not getting anything because of his yes. whoring. So which as a result, resulted in her birth. Yeah. Well, oh, so as, as a result of him being because you can, it's a situation. Even though she was born before he was disinherited, the fact that he was disclaimed or dis whatever by the throne invalidates completely her argument to being in the line of succession. So technically, if you were to follow the rules of whatever. The person right now that I think has the strongest claim against Alyssa, Arissa Lavigny Duvall, I just always say ALD, uh, the person who has the strongest claim against her for the throne would be Hadrian. Um, but I think that we might find the NMLA go after Hadrian. Although, if you were to ask, I think, empirical cit- citizens of the empire, I don't, empirical is not the right word, but if you were to ask citizens of the empire, I think they would tell you the strongest challenge to the throne right now is Ashling because she seems to have a lot of the love of the people to a certain extent. Because progressive as well. generators and we like prismatic shields. Prismatics are good. I mean, yeah. and also she's Inara from Firefly, which is crazy hot, but with blue hair, which fine, all, I'll all deal with all it. All she has to do is just to go out and say, hey, if you put me at the throne, I will give free prismatic shields to everybody. And, yeah. and Look at the number of people that will show up and they will shoot every single piece of lead available in the galaxy and everything that moves. I, I just feel that to me, the, this whole NMLA thing, it, it just reeks of false flag. This reeks of a person in power taking, you know, the, the Marlinists have been around for forever without being this crazy violent whatever. And then they have access to the the level of weaponry and sophistication of weaponry needed to 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 take on those stations and in a coordinated manner the way that they did and to get access to infiltrate those stations and move all the stuff in and have it all set up out of nowhere like this is a bit much i think yeah i think this is way more likely to be a situation like in the early 2000s with putin making false flag stuff and then using that as an excuse to go murder bunches of chechnyans I should not have brought real politics That's a into bit this. Apologize for my stream. Yeah, yeah. Members, my 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 apologies. I take it all back. I just I don't trust it. Is all I'm saying. No, it wouldn't surprise me if um, the Federation was somehow evolved. Or um, my my initial thought was is that it's actually down to Inra um, attempting to make it look like um, Thargoids were a bigger threat. That was my initial thought until we had the ages. old. Um, no, 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 no. I mean, Inra making a comeback. <laughs> the original. Don't, don't. Okay. Like, they're not. They're not the same flavored chocolate. You know, they're um, they're different. One's fruit and nut. The other one's uh, got an Oreo filling. You know, they're different. Um, 
but I, I think that's that it's some i thought it was something like that but then obviously then the nmla came out and said ah it's ours it was ours it was like, all right <laughs> do you think that this sets because okay like i said there's the three precedents there's the engineer in peril we we address that i think um oh astro what did you what is your thoughts on the engineer in peril um i think it's interesting that they're gonna do that and i like that they're not afraid to throw things up in the air things that is i mean they've done it before they moved palin i know it's like a small thing that they moved him closer to the bubble mm. because now they have another engineer that's like their Hello, I'm, or I'm, far, I'm far away that's my thing kind of <laughs> so yeah I, I i never really understood why they added chloe um i think like it seemed like they wanted to encourage people to spend a lot of time out there in in, in the witcher mm. but then nothing happened <laughs> it was like okay uh, yeah i've never visited chloe i have you i don't think we think of course have you? I, oh i've got her pinned i've got everybody pinned every last engineer in the, in the game I went out there once when it, when it was first inhabited by humans and then came back and then they ended the engineer and I'm like ugh I, I'm, I, I have a weird OCD thing I have to have it all so I have it I have everyone pinned including her okay, I, I even a... took stuff out to that weirdo who wanted people in uh, Etienne Dorn so I have her unlocked but she's a little one noob <laughs> you, you know I love you, scrub, and I have yeah. nothing, I nothing pinned there either. I was just okay. Uh yeah. And I haven't done um, the either yet. Alright, so we've we've all now gone on record on our thoughts on the engineer and peril side, uh, and on the double engineering side. Now, what about the second part? What you know, this is the the second unprecedented thing here is you know, engineered modules for a CG. Do you think that as we've been seeing one a week every week thus far at 100% rate since they reintroduced this stuff, do you think that we're going to start to see, they said there would be varied rewards and up to and including even they said, because when they were asked, what about permits? And Art said, oh, yeah, that would be a reward. Uh, I'm not going to say anything. Um, do you think we're going to see more engineered modules given out as CG rewards? And what do you think about that? I hope um but they would have to be i think so let's say they just gone with let's say it, it is as, as we discussed earlier it's it's a split so you get a lightweight thermal cascade and a um high capacity thermal cascade if you get them as two separate i probably wouldn't be so excited about it that the community goal i would probably be flying on my alt out exploring instead right now than running this community goal but the fact that this is a thing that you can only get through this community goal makes it very but, interesting. But you are the top one percent, bro. Imagine for a second no, if you no, were ten percent right now. No, you're the top one percent <laughs> of commanders in the game. I'm saying, imagine if you were a brand new player to Elite, that you're like, oh crap, I got to go through this process and get these engineers sorted. Oh wait, there's a CG where I can get it. Okay, yeah, I'll go get that one. You know, that could have some value, some interest for onboarding newer players, yeah? True. Plater, your thoughts on the whole rewards modules for CG? Um, I think it is a very exciting first step um, to more useful things. Um, like, for example, we could have an exploration community goal where suddenly you end up getting a, um, a better detailed surface scanner. 
um mm. you know it's pre-engineered so you've got your extended um extended um probe thing and mm. you some, suddenly it's like stuff like that i think it's a really really good idea um like that i think the idea of introducing these things that you can only get in certain places are good you know it's mm. none of them are game changers none of them are going to give you a particularly unfair advantage over other people i mean you can only first map a planet once you know based on what i was saying and um and in the same way with this this missile launcher seeking missile this is not going to win you pvp fights this is not going to let you take people out so much quicker it just might make things a little bit easier in circumstances not, not, not when you only have one but yeah. like they continue this like a year down the line when you all of a sudden you also have a double engineered power plant and you have a double engineered thrusters and you have double engineered... oh. oh wait hold on astro astro light <laughs> lightweight long range sensors please we talked about it yesterday so imagine this you get uh, you get long range overcharged thermal vent beam lasers those things gotta cool you down they're gonna go instantly <laughs> boom you're cold <laughs> yeah but that's that's the thing it's like like i say that would be a game changer this yep. missile launcher isn't. And, and so I think the rewards be very carefully picked to yes. make sure that they aren't. Because they can make them way overpowered. And another question for that is, will we be able to change the experimental effect? Yeah, we discussed that. Uh, yeah. And As... if we can, very interesting. I'm not going to be the first to try. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, yeah. Asher and I had the exact same thought. You go first. If it works and it doesn't overwrite everything, yeah. I'll go get mine. <laughs> Drag munitions. Yeah. Oh, um, see, and also one um one thing is like we were talking about the can you know the, the opportunity to be able to have these two two um two different effects like at the same time. Um, that is totally capable. The same way you can have um effects that you cannot get on player engineering on ships that well weapons that you can like um atr for example they have got reverb cascade lasers what about that they all sudden introduce engineered modules that we cannot engineer today mm. lasers mm. yeah i mean long-range mining lasers long-range mining lasers or efficient mining la range efficient Dude, yeah, overcharged mining lasers that it goes that much faster. Yeah. So, you could, like an, an efficient small mining laser, so you you could put that on, on like a smaller ship where you, you didn't have to worry so much about your. Uh, that would be really helpful for a new player if they had an efficient small mining laser. Would, would would you would you put it on perhaps a dolphin, Astro? I love mining dolphins. <laughs> I know you do. I love that I video know, you did. Yeah. Type six or yeah, the thing type six is on it's paper fun. a bit of choice, but oh mm. my god, I love the dolphin and it's so much nicer to fly, and it never <laughs> overheats. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and it's like a dolphin when you boost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, so <clears throat> one thing we we talked a lot about suits. One thing we did not cover at all, and it's it's a little side whatever. So it's good that we put this on the after show. But like, I contend that. Frontier is going to make a massive amount of money uh, in the first uh, quarter of 2021 off of selling for ARCs either A, different glams, different boots, different hats, different shirts, different jacket. You know, my I got a leather jacket. I got a ninja looking outfit. I got a whatever. And combat. also, and also, okay, I've got my combat suit, but I've got 
this kind of uh, I've got like a, a, a decal for this on the shoulder. I've got a decal for this on a on on you know the the back. I've got a, whatever. I think they're going to make a lot of arcs money off of oh yeah glam options for all these suits. And, and uh, don't get me wrong, I'm going to be in front of the line. <laughs> Same. <laughs> well, not only that, gold boots. Gold boots. Yeah, why not? Yeah. For Ployd, absolutely, it fits. Yeah. Um, not so so number one yes I, I i want that and and number two not only do i want that from a selfish standpoint but i love that about frontier where so many other games are falling to the dark side of loot box type crap or paying for in-game advantages of one sense or another frontier and david braben specifically has held strong to the idea of We'll make our money off of you looking pretty. We're not going to make our money off of you getting an advantage. And I, I love that and salute that. Yeah. And you could even, there are even games that still only has cosmetics, but it's cosmetic and loot boxes. So you just keep going Ugh. for more and more loot boxes because you want that specific paint job that you're looking for, but it's just never showing up because the good looking ones are very rare, yada, yada, yada. Very predatory. Yeah, I like the fact that you say, I want that paint job, there's a price tag, and you can pay that price tag, and then you have the thing you want. And, mm -hmm. and I don't see Frontier changing that, and I really don't hope they do. Absolutely. I agree on that. Okay. Um, do you guys have any more topics, or should we begin to, to round it off for today? Um, been I'm, I'm happy to round down. I think we've kind of beaten everything to death, haven't we? Yes. And we'll do the same thing next time. That's a definite. It's what we're we gonna do next month. The same thing we do every month. Try and I, take I, over the world. Wait. No. I, oh. I still got like five pages of notes. I guess we'll do that next show. That wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if you did. Uh, yeah, oh. I got notes. Well, honestly, no, I'm, thank good, you I'm good there now. Um, like for for again having a really good discussion, I appreciate it. Um. And keeping it uh, nice and friendly absolutely nice nice thank you yeah. thank you so much to to you astro for your input and your insight and thank you to you plater for your input and insight and also to Watherspoon, who was lovely and had to leave just a little while ago you guys are great yeah it's been absolutely great and people have been uh, have been enjoying both uh, regardless of whether you are watching this live on my or plater's channel or um gonna watch the uh, VOD version um I assume you're gonna do put that up uh, Kai at some point oh absolutely I'll I will I gotta deal with a, a house emergency as soon as we're done recording but uh I, I I literally just killed the pipe because I had a small drip leak and a plumbing thing that I have to deal with but I will this weekend put up uh this episode and the last thing I want to say I just want to leave on this thought it occurs to me when I first put together this group and we called it the low sodium super friendos because at the time there seemed to be a good aspect of the community, a good portion of it that was feeling a little salty and a little whatever. And have you guys noticed that it seems like a lot of people have come around to our way of thinking of like cautiously optimistic, but not openly hostile and like, you know, derogatory towards it. I think the, the feeling of the community is really coming around in a positive way, and that, I think that's great. <laughs> Instantly had a guy in chat, in chat said, goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I, think it, 
It depends no. where you look. It does I, depend I, where you look, and people think, are entitled to their opinions. Overall, the Odyssey update has been very positively received, and I think it is... If, for, if there was something and people were really not happy with it, I think you would still have salty people everywhere. So I don't necessarily think it's it's because the community has necessarily changed that much. I think it's just people are very happy with the Odyssey update as uh, um, as it stands right now. I oh yeah, might be a negative look at the world, but I think that's the case. No, that's that's what I, my read as well. Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna be. Uh, be signing off. I'm just going to do my own little uh, outro on uh, on the stream. Thanks a lot, guys, for um, for for joining. And uh, for those of you watching again, stay tuned to uh, all the channels. To be honest, um, we're both, of course, my channel, Plater. I uh, hope that we're going to get a link for Dog Rock. Can you help me with that a link for both Plater and Kai's channels on uh, in the chat so people can go over there, check them out if. Um, if they do, if they want to, to check that out. And we're going to be here again in about a month's time doing another roundtable, talking about the next Dev Diary, assuming that's when it comes out at least. In the meantime, for my crowd, I only do elite stuff. I'm, I'm super hyper-focused, but I definitely <laughs> want to turn everybody in here onto Down to Earth Astronomy and Plater both do amazing stream covering. I'm sure they'll be covering Star Wars. I'm sure they'll be covering, you know, they do... You know satisfactory and this one and that one all these different games so uh instead of just the boring guy that only does elite look into these awesome content creators they have amazing channels i think it goes for both me and Plato that elite is the main focus and then oh yeah other, other things that's like extra sometimes yeah 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 okay for sure thank you well, thank you and cheers guys i'll catch you later catch you later ciao